What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Cousin Wayne. I'm Josh. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 182. Tonight's episode will be titled, Zombies. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. When the dead walk, seniors, you must stop the killing or lose the war. Zombies, man. They creep me out. Tonight, we will be talking about Zombies, the Resident Evil franchise, George A. Romero, top five zombie movies, just everything zombies. Remember, you can find us at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook page at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, and if you don't like it, you just fuck right off. And this is a spoiler-driven conversation. All spoilers. All the time. Uh, in a recent study, guys, researchers say that a zombie outbreak could come close to wiping out humanity in 100 days. About over 100 survivors would be left uninfected, and within six months, these stragglers will also die. How long would you survive the zombie apocalypse? Let's start there. I'm ready. <laughs> so like I am fucking ready. I got enough ammo to start World War Three. I am yeah. ready. <laughs> I would be. I would be raped. And murdered for a can of green beans. <laughs> I would I, rape and murder you for a can of green beans. I'm sure you would. I would be sitting in the dragon's lair drinking water out of a gas can. <laughs> and all of a sudden I would be thrown over the bar. Like, where's your green beans? Where's your green beans? <laughs> Did this episode already go off the rails? Would you survive, Josh? <laughs> I'm just as fucked as you are. He doesn't like green beans. I wouldn't even know what was happening until it was over. Would you take my green beans? <laughs> the opportunity came up. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be fucked. How many, how many, how, how many video landers do you think would take my green beans? <laughs> how many would rape you in the ass? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to go with Is this a good fourths? time to reiterate critics with attitude? <laughs> so what's your top five zombie movies? <laughs> Fright Night Panty on you motherfucker now give me your green beans okay let's just break this down okay if you could only pick one guy yeah. from Video Land that you think would come in here and take my green beans who do you think it would be if they can't be sitting at this table oh man I don't know I really don't you gotta call one dude oh I'll think about it uh, you know what I'm gonna go with Kyle <laughs> Kyle would take could, my green beans I could picture him getting a little desperate you know yeah. <laughs> just be like you know what going to Brad's I'm taking his green beans <laughs> Which means he's going to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me with my gas can of water, please. And That's a gaping asshole. <laughs> That's always going to leave you. Goddamn apocalypse. <laughs> Video landers, man. They creep me out. <laughs> How about you? Who would steal your green mm -hmm. beans? I have no fucking idea. <clears throat> no idea. Uh, who would who would you be afraid of? I like to see the best in people. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't gonna see the best in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no, then you're gonna see is this ass sticking out of the air. I won't be you're around long enough to see any of that shit. In an empty can of green beans. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Who do you think would be the strongest video lander? Who do you think would survive the longest? Wayne. <laughs> Tyson would steal the fuck out of your green beans. Would, yeah. Probably, a while. Yeah. probably fuck my green beans and make, feed them to me. I'm going to call it. It'd just be me and Tyson at the end, man. Yeah. What, what about Seth? <laughs> He'd probably get his green beans stolen like day one. <laughs> That's a horrible thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get off of green beans. Um, <laughs> God damn. Scary movies aren't what they used to be. <laughs> Everybody's still in their green beans anymore. 
I remember when I was begging for zombie movies to be made, and now there's one what every single week. Yeah, I remember really well. I think it was yeah, it was 2002 is when. 28 Days Later come out. I know some people are going to be like, Brad, that's not a zombie movie. That's an affected movie. But Brad, that's not a zombie movie. That's exactly movie. right. <laughs> so, but, you know, that was that was hordes of, you know, like the, this mass hysteria of people going around and, and killing you. And it was it was it had that zombie kind of setup. You know, that's survival. It was the end it's of It's a survival movie. It's the end of days. It's an apocalypse. And I remember very clearly Ryan Smith and I going up to Eastside 9, all right, and seeing a poster for 28 Days. Um, but t- at that time... There was no zombie movies, okay? There was none at all. And I remember seeing the poster and it said, day one exposure, day three infection, day eight epidemic, day 15 evacuation, day 20 devastation. That also means rape and green beans stolen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's day 20, wouldn't you guys say? That was the alternate poster. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> day 22, <laughs> green beans. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, green beans are gone. <laughs> but I remember seeing this poster, and if I saw this poster now, I would probably get yeah, it's a it's a zombie thing, you know. We, we, there's so many zombie yeah. movies out there, but this was 2002, and I can't remember the last time, uh, you know, at, in 2002 um, that a zombie movie came out. Can you guys? Honestly, not really. I mean, I remember there being some in the kind of mid to mid 90s. <clears throat> And then it just kind of died off, and then... What do you remember from mid-90s, though? Cemetery Man. Okay, that was 94, I believe. 94, yeah. Yeah, 94. Um, what about you? Is there any that you remember? No, uh, I actually was just getting into zombie flicks, and uh, <clears throat> props to Tyson on uh, AV for showing me that stuff. I was just getting into Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, stuff like that. And then, <clears throat> for me, I recognized the resurgence around... The release of the Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. Um, and I guess, as you pointed out, that uh, 28 Days Later may have actually been the beginning and of that. And Resident Evil. Both yeah. of them came out in 2002. I don't know how much bearing Resident Evil has on <laughs> the yeah. growth. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. But, I, think I mean, I get, it, it made it popular again, and yeah. that's all that it takes. I mean, you could, you could actually say that the Resident Evil movie did, but you've also got the entire sub-media of video games that had a big part of that too. Yeah. Uh, the Resident Evil games themselves were a big push for zombies being a thing and they had all the references. They were all there from the classic films. Um, so, was it the movie? Was it the games? Did it never go anywhere? It, was, yeah. it just took a back seat? I don't know. Well, because I remember as a fan, because I was a huge fan of, you know, Dawn of the Dead, all the Romero flicks, you know, and I was always like, where are the zombie films? When is Romero going to come back? I remember yeah. having these conversations with you, Wayne, with, with Ryan, and in 2002, we saw this 28 days later, and now it's one every week. So I can remember saying, I want zombie films. And, and I want zombie TV shows. I want, zo- <laughs> I want zombie everything. Where It's my favorite subgenre of horror. I want all of it now, okay? I, and now, it don't stop. No, th- I think they've overkilled it now. When you start making a yeah, zombie movie yeah. out of Pride and Prejudice, you <laughs> have gone way too fucking far. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Ridiculous. Yeah, I liked it. Well, tell me. I want to. I want to make it's sure. Okay, Josh, still like it. I want to make sure I'm right here. I'm just gonna spend a minute or two going and, and listing a lot of zombie movies here with their date. So if I get somewhere that is before 2002, because right now it looks like the resurgence really began with Resident Evil, the first one, and with with 28 Days Later. See, that's see. when it kind of occurred to me when 28 Days Later came out. I didn't know what it was about at first either. I just yeah. saw the poster. Kind of had an inkling it might be a zombie film. But because there wasn't a whole lot of that out, it didn't like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a zombie yeah. film. I just saw the huge biohazard sign. 
and automatically I start thinking of that trioxin uh, poison from like Return of the Living Dead, yeah. shit like that. So when did iPhones get really popular, where you could actually watch a trailer on the iPhone? Because I remember Josh working with you. You were one of the first guys that I knew that had a uh, iPod, uh, not an iPod, but a um, what was it, like a Nano. And you were driving around at work on your fork truck listening to... Shh, we're not disclosing. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't work there anymore. You don't yeah, work there no more. But you were the first one that had a Nano, like yeah. like iPod, right? Yep. And, yep. Uh, but before that, when was that? Because we met, what what year did we meet? Um, It would have been like 2007, 2008. Yeah, exactly. I so 2002, so. did we even have videos on phone in 2002? That was early stages, right? Because I remember, I don't remember <sighs> being able to watch 28 Days Later trailer when that poster because i was i was remember like trying to look into what is this movie you know like i would call ryan smith he was the only one that i think that had internet i didn't even have internet in my house <laughs> you know trying to figure out what is this but yeah in 2002 did we even have smartphones and trailers and everything it's fucking hard for me to remember you know it's it, it's weird because now you're making me focus on how fucking old i feel yeah right. <laughs> i mean i used to rent vhs tapes from video store got all my trailers on the beginning of those beginnings of the movies mm-hmm. uh that i would see in the theaters but yeah, I mean, at some point we entered that age where we were able to peruse the internet, find what we wanted. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually looking up right now. The iPhone first generation was June 29th, 2007. That's about when we first met. So in 2002, you could not pull up and find out what the fuck is 28. You had to go to a movie theater to see a trailer or be at yeah. home. And, and and watch that and twenty eight, which days, is a superior time in my opinion. Yeah, and twenty eight yeah, days later though, twenty eight days later, that was a small independent film too. This was from a you know a Danny Boyle who was bringing this over from you know uh, where was that made? You know, I think it was UK. Wasn't yeah, it? UK, yeah, a UK was, zombie yeah. flick in two thousand two. That takes some fucking balls, doesn't it? Well, a friend of mine that I worked with at the time, we actually went to Eastside Ten there and saw twenty eight days later oh. in theater, and we got a. Uh, Dog tags when you walked in, they handed these like a dog tags that just had the biohazard symbol on it. And they I had to give remember, you dog tags, so you would go home and tell your friends what the fuck it was. Probably because <laughs> he was just like, dude, let's go see this. I'm buying, let's go. I'm like, all right. And he didn't even know what the fuck it was about, really. Yeah. None of us knew what we were getting into. I was just like, okay, horror movie, I got nothing better to fucking uh-huh. do, let's do this. That's the only way I knew yeah, what it was I, right off the bat. Yeah, because I remember 28 days later not being, or 28 days not being marketed very well. Because I remember being so confused with that poster. Yeah. But anyway, I, let me read off some of these. So if I get to something pre 2002 or even 90s, uh, besides Cemetery Man, let me know, okay? Because we we, well, we didn't called the out third reanimator movie come out. But, the... I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm talking something that people. A big movie that's going to give a resurgence oh, to the genre. Shit, okay. Fuck no. <laughs> so we have Night Living Dead that was 1968. 28 Days Later, 2002, Shaun of the Dead, 2004, and that gave some strength to the genre, okay? 2004 was a big year. <clears throat> yeah. Was that also Dawn of the Dead remake? I believe it was. Okay. Yeah, 04 uh, was that, Land of the Dead, and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead, yeah, 1978, yeah. Um, Zombieland, 2009, Day of the Dead, 1985, Dead Alive, 1992. So 92 to 2002 oh, wow. right there, that's 10 years, though. Um, and that was a movie that yeah horror buffs knew about yeah but you, you couldn't catch Did the, you watch the mainstream when we, yeah when I got it yeah. you couldn't see the mainstream public watching a Peter Jackson pre Lord of the Rings Dead Alive in the theater you yeah know? <laughs> this wasn't gonna happen in Lafayette Indiana 
Um, Dead Snow 2009, Return of the Living Dead 1985, Zombie 2. Uh, 1979, 28 Weeks Later, 2007, World War Z, 2013, White Zombie, 1932, Reanimator, 1985, uh, Pontypool, 2008, Land of the Dead, 2005, Planet Terror, 2007, uh, Wreck, 2007. Actually, I remember Planet Terror, um, Robert Rodriguez, when he was doing Faculty, um, I don't know what that year is, but when he was doing Faculty, he was talking about doing a zombie movie, but everyone shut him down because it's like, we don't make zombie movies. So we yeah. had to wait until 2007 to do Planet Terror to get a fucking zombie movie. When did Fido come out? I don't think Planet Terror counts as a zombie movie. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think it does either. It's an infected. Yeah. Um, Wreck, 2007. Um, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Um, Diary of the Dead, 2007. Um, Fido is 2006. Um, Serpent the Rainbow, I, you, do you count that as a zombie film? I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hardcore. That's That's been too long since I've seen that, but that's 1988. Night of the Creeps, 86. Um, Quarantine, 2008. Um, Slither, I guess, has some zombie sci-fi elements to it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but I, I, as I understand, it's aliens. Yeah. 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 If you count Night of the Creeps and shit like yeah. that as zombie films, then you would count Slither as it. But I, I Am Legend, don't. 2007. One um, of the Dead, <laughs> 2011. Survival of the Dead, 2009. Wreck 2, 2009. Um, and that looks about, you know, all the Resident Evil movies. Uh, Resident Evil, the first one, 2002. So, yeah, it looks like that Resident Evil and um, 28 Days Later are the first two movies in a long time to really, yeah. you know, give some strength to that zombie genre, which is pretty, pretty mm. amazing. But... Uh, the reason we're talking about the undead tonight is because Resident <laughs> Evil, the alleged final chapter. <laughs> yeah, remember when Friday the 13th Part 4 was Had called final the final chapter? chapter? <laughs> it releases on January 27th. Um, Resident Evil, the final chapter, is directed by an amazing director, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Let me laugh with you on that one. So the buildings are going to kill everybody <laughs> and the zombies are going to stand there with thumbs up yeah, their asses, I right? I can't wait to talk about that. And stars good old Mila Jovovich and uh, Jora Mormont from Game of Thrones. Will you do me a favor tomorrow? <laughs> I want you to start a poll in AV. Uh-huh. See, how many people are actually going to go to theaters and see this new Resident Evil movie? Yeah. I'll be there. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other than Josh, okay. are we going to get to the double digits even on this thing? Man, I don't even know, dude. Let me give you the plot real quick. You're going to be a lonely motherfucker in that theater, you know that? <laughs> well, I like it. The plot picks up immediately after the events in Resident Evil Retribution. I think that's the one where they the zombies all become wizards. <laughs> and they, they can fly. <laughs> and they can speak. Is that, is that what that was I don't see any about? wizard hats, Brad. <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Alice, played by Mila Jovovich, is the only survivor of what was meant to be humanity's final stand against the undead. Now she must, now she must return to where the nightmare began, the hive in Raccoon City. Actually, where it began was the fucking house when she woke up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the hive underneath the, the house, though. Of uh, whatever. <laughs> Paradise City. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we can we can count on zombies not killing anybody on this yeah. because it'll just go back to the hive and we lasers and clever. But yeah, exactly. Uh, doors closing. You know, I'm sure some kind of gas oh, will be released. Run from the zombie. Run from the fucking lasers. Where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces <laughs> for a final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. Um, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on Resident Evil, the franchise? 
I can wrap this up in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first couple of PlayStation games. Uh, After that, it can go fuck itself. Uh, I watched the first movie. It was okay. Uh, watched a few others after that. I thought they were just god awful. Mm-hmm. And as far as I don't know if you want to touch on Romero yet, touching this, yeah, I don't even think he could have saved this shit. I okay. just don't. We'll t- yeah, we'll get into it even deeper with that. Because when's the last time that motherfucker made something worth a shit? You yeah, know? true. <laughs> uh, this also, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, this marks the first time that a Resident Evil movie and an Underworld movie came out in the same month. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I didn't see Blood Wars yet, but I'm on the way. <laughs> What's your relationship with the Resident Evil franchise? Uh, honestly, I I hated them too. Uh, <clears throat> for the first three movies, I think, uh-huh. and something broke for me at that. I was point. completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> no, I literally I, I held I held a high standard because uh-huh. of the uh, zombie flicks that I did like. So I watched Resident Evil and I thought to myself, this is utter garbage. And it still is, but it's craptastic. I I found a way to just kick back and enjoy it rather than critique it because it is not a critiquable movie. I mean, you know exactly what you're watching (laughs) when you sit down and watch a Resident (laughs) Evil movie. And none of it has to make any sense. Uh, They're just doing over-the-top Matrix-y shit, jumping over zombies, blowing up heads. (laughs) I mean... It is what it is. And I actually just found a way to have fun watching it. And that is it. With your eyes closed. <laughs> See, I have no standards whatsoever. And I still can't watch them. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. They're just so... I might go to the theater to see it. this one just to throw shit at the screen and yell, Boo! <laughs> I think Resident Evil 4 is when I, I started looking at all the movies differently. Just as a, let's have fun with this type thing. And now I can watch them all. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I, I love shit. My daughter movies, loves them. And uh, I've sat down and I've watched these movies with her a ton of times now. She sits there. It's the first movie she's ever watched a commentary to. And then wanted to have a conversation <laughs> with me about it. And it's just uh, something fun to sit down and watch. Really? That is literally all they are. I, uh, I remember going to see Resident Evil 1. And I had the biggest problem with that movie because I wanted to go see a zombie movie. You know, and... When she goes in that hive, I'll never forget this. I felt like I was cheated because the the hive, if I remember right, kills more people than the zombies do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, because you have what your your main team of like what six, seven, and most yeah. of them get killed by either lasers, <clears throat> right or, in the beginning, right at the beginning. <laughs> and I'm like, well, where's where's the fucking fun in that? <laughs> you know, you gotta like, remember who's directing it too. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's and that's another problem. Like for the longest time. Paul W.S. Anderson was on my shit list. Now, I don't even put him on a list because that's how much I think he sucks. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But um, he's directed some bad stuff, man. Like, he's directed uh, Soldier, which I think is probably Kurt Russell's worst. How can you fuck up a Kurt Russell movie? You have Kurt Russell in your movie and you don't even let him speak? Talk. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? You know, I wasn't a big fan of Mortal Kombat, the movie. I know there are some fans out there for that. For some fucking reason, it's considered a successful video game adaptation. (laughs) That's not hard. That's not hard. That's that's not not hard at all. You look at the top five um, video game movies and they're all dumps of shit. Mario Brothers and Double Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, these Resident Evil movies are probably going to top that list as the moneymakers because yeah. obviously it's successful. They made it to oh, six, six now. Yeah. <laughs> they bring in money. They're, but I, I think for the same reason that I mentioned, if people just fucking something to watch. It's yeah. kick back. It's going to be action. It's going to be explosions. It's going to be Mila Jovovich dressed up in something fucking I like, tight. I like I'm that. down with that. But now she's turning 41, which she still looks good. 
She looks good for you. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so... Um, but, you know, and then he did AVP. Fuck that movie. Alien, yeah. versus, <laughs> Alien versus Predator, right? And I'm like, how can you fuck up peanut butter and jelly? Okay, how can you fuck up Alien he, and Predator? Literally, I blame Paul W.S. Anderson yes. for ruining the concept of such a great AVP. concept. Mm-hmm. Because they now compare AVP to Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Which is just this, well, let's see if we can make this work. AVP is not a let's see if we can make this work. That shit fucking works. It works by itself. And he did nothing well, to Well, you know what he did? Succeed. And I don't know why anybody never caught this. I told Wayne about this. Yeah. He, 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 you watched it recently, I rewatched right? it, yeah, yeah. And it's so fucking true. It Go didn't ahead. dawn on me that uh, the pyramid fucking kills everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's some <laughs> he, there's some battles going he's on. He's an there. environmental danger type. Yeah, of director, he took yeah, the Resident sure. Evil model instead of lasers and that little girl hologram hologram from Resident Evil. He replaced that with fucking the pyramid and booby trap. So you have yes. aliens and predators that should be killing people. And I was so psyched to see this too when it first came out. Oh God, so was I. I mean, I was just hard when I, I walked in there. Ten years for that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. You seem so depressed. Josh has a tear coming down. Yeah. No idea how much of a letdown that was. And then I could never really, other than you know the obvious, what sucked about it. Brad's like, hey, I got to talk to him. He's like, the pyramid killer. But I'm like, oh come on, I wasn't that. Yeah. And I rewatched it, and I'm like. Holy fuck. Yeah. You rewatched it? I'm yeah. so sorry. Why'd you do that? It was something to watch. How could someone be like, you know what, um, Paul W.S. Anderson, you know, it's like, we need you to write an AVP movie because we love the shit out of your Resident Evil, right? And you're so <laughs> no, that's exactly what fucking happened. If you watch the commentary for, yeah. this, for this flick, they sit there and they talk about how they were trying to make something work, trying to make something work. This that wasn't coming together. This wasn't coming. They, and they actually the tr- said, and then comes along Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this script and it just worked. It was firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Yeah. And I, Present I day how, Earth. Well. What the hell? How, where's the Marines? Where's the planet? Where, where no the hunter shit. planet? Where, where all of this makes sense that the concept is born from? Yeah. A pyramid under the ice. <laughs> you know, where's that one guy? Where's the one well, fucking yeah, not guy? Not one, but two fucking AVP movies that took place on Earth yeah. in modern times. Jesus Christ. Requiem. Well, I, 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 one cool thing about that movie was the Predator's whip. Yeah, that there were a lot of thing. cool things about it. when you just when you die. The wolf is a cool concept. They showed us a little oh, bit of the yeah, planet. Yeah. We don't um, know much about that. What that means, but I mean, there were cool concepts there. As a whole, the movie was garbage. I loved that everybody fucking died. Yeah. And there was no star. I mean, I never had the as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but then you got that Wayland Utani connect. We are yeah. really off topic for. Yeah, no, yeah, but it just shows how much of a dickhead <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson is. You should do a whole episode on what a piece of shit he is. Well, and you know, where <laughs> that was that being one? said, though, the Resident Evil movies, I mean, they're not far off from what the games are. The adaptation. You, maybe, you played some different games than I did, buddy. <laughs> well, maybe you got the the biological element with the oh. disease, the T virus, and all that stuff built into it. And you you play the Resident Evil games, and you got fucking zombies with. It makes no logical sense in the games any more than it does in the flicks, where their heads shoot up out of their bodies, their tentacles somehow produce more flesh to get. Three, four times larger. You've I mean, he's zombies, doing man. shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You've gone well, way past and that. Because then, well, the, then the franchise viruses. went into Africa. Like and, a thing, you know? And African. <laughs> yeah, and, like and Resident Evil 5 is the one I'm referencing yeah. specifically because you, you would shoot the zombies and then their heads would fucking shoot. That's out very of their racist body game, too, isn't it? A, well, that was what they said. <laughs> it's like you just shoot <laughs> Africans the whole fucking game. <laughs> That's. 
Let's draw the fucking line. <laughs> we need to draw a line in the sand. <laughs> and then shoot some Africans. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's what they did. <laughs> that's fucking horrible. It is. Uh, and speaking of Africans, though. If an outbreak, if an outbreak ever happens in Africa, are you going to not yeah. pull the trigger well, because <laughs> you got rules to follow? Yeah, right? Well, tell me this. I was looking up Resident <laughs> Evil today, and this just... The first, one of the first things, not like Resident Evil trailer, uh, you know, Resident Evil interviews, uh, press junkets. One of the first things that I read today was this sad fucking story about a Zimbabwe man who traveled over 1,000 miles for a chance to appear in the new Resident Evil movie, but he ran out of money and he couldn't be there. <laughs> 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 that's a fucking well, downer. That's the breaks. <laughs> These are the breaks. And this was for which one? The newest one. He traveled his fucking ass off to get there, and they wrapped. That, <laughs> like two blocks? That's your connection to the new movie. No, no, no. I just thought I would spit that one out there because it was funny. Somebody died filming this one. Oh, I know. Well, someone got their arm uh, amputated as well. Yeah, there yeah. was a major injury and a death, a fatality. Uh, yeah, how would you like to say that your arm, you know, got amputated? You know, they're like, well, you are a stunt, man. That sucks, man. But, man, what movie? You know, what movie was it? The new Marvel movie? And you're like, no, it's fucking Resident Evil 6. Well, you got fucked. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think the last... So I watched um, Resident Evil 1. I hated that because, you know, of, of the, the reasons that I just said. And plus there was some stupid CG. I was used to practical yeah. with Dawn of the Dead. And you used to Tom Savini yeah. giving us what he gives us. Yeah, exactly. Know? And then I remember, I remember sticking up. You remember? <laughs> I remember sticking up for Resident Evil 2. Okay? Yeah. I do, and then I liked it for like fucking two solid years. I'm like, you guys are wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great action film, and I rewatched it probably seven, eight was years it, ago. Was it, was it the motorcycle that she threw at the liquor? I don't even remember now, it? but I remember it being like, oh, this is cool. It's in the city, and it had like I thought it had like this this fun '80s vibe to it. And still to this day, I think it's probably the best one out of them. I don't know what you think, since you're probably closer than I am. Because I've, I've only got depends two extensions. Depends on what you're looking for. It I've is only got the two most grounded. Is it? If that's a word you can apply to the Resident Evil franchise. Remember that guy grappling from a fucking helicopter landing on the rooftop? Although, the there's the fucking scene where they come up out of the graves for no fucking reason. Uh-huh. Why did that happen? Yeah, I don't remember. It's been at least probably 2007, 2008. That's since one I've of my biggest gripes with the whole franchise None of it makes any fucking sense, uh-huh. but that makes the least amount of sense. Virus wasn't even airborne at that point. They all start climbing out of the fucking grave. At least Return of the Living Dead made it rain and showed the water dripping in the yeah. fucking casket. Yeah. Which is one of the best scenes of all time when you're talking zombies. Like, yeah. party time! I just love that shit. You know, it's just fun. See, but I remember good zombie movies. Yeah. I remember watching Extinction, and I that was the one set in the desert, right? That one was garbage. Yeah, that was that the last. the worst one. That was the last one I remember watching. That one's watching. The Day of the Dead ripoff uh, with the really? underground science facility and... Yeah, it was. I remember watching some of that one, and I I lost interest. Great zombie effect, uh, makeup, zombie makeup in these movies though. And Extinction has some of the best. Um, it is this arid landscape with the zombies that are all fucking dried out and shit, leathery skin pulled tight to their body. There's some good makeup in those movies. Yeah, and I I, I can't fault them for that. Yeah, um, that was the last one that I watched though, and I'm looking at Paul W S Anderson's the rest of his. Well, see, uh, that's where you went wrong. They really take off at four. Uh, yeah, they really take off at four. <laughs> <laughs> Six hours later. <laughs> hey, this is starting to get good. <laughs> it looks like he, you know what? It's I will brainwashing. <laughs> I still stick up. Now he doesn't have the social commentary that I that I'm used to for Death Race, but I actually thought he made a pretty fun little action flick. If you're not doing anything on a Saturday with Death Race, I think that's his best film. Paul W. S. Anderson's best film is Event Horizon. 
Yeah, and that's okay, yeah, yeah, that's back in '97. So that's fucking. Right. That. This movie guy hasn't made a good movie in 20 that fucking movie. years. You need to be. You need to look at your life after that. That's, that's on the top of my please remake this list. Yeah. And I already think that it's a really good flick. I think he did it well. It, it's one yeah. that lends itself to using the environment the to ship kill, kill everybody. Exactly. <laughs> and it just shows that that is that's what he does a lot. Yeah. He uses the environment to to take out his. Protagonists, uh, but Event Horizon is one of them. I think did it well, and I had no complaints about it. Lawrence Fishburne was great. Sam Neill was yeah. great in that flick. That was a great movie. I've forgotten about that. To be honest. Yeah, that I, is his best film. In my really, opinion. I, I uh, either Event Horizon or Death Race for me. But Death Race is Mar- uh, Mario Kart. You know, yeah, it's, rate, it's a fun movie. It's a it rated R. Yeah, it's a rated R Mario Kart. Is all it is. At least they stuck <laughs> with a rated R. You know, um, you know, it's at least it's rated R. Most of these action movies that come out down nowadays are like PG thirteen. Oh, at least he stuck to his guns there. Um, but then he did Resident Evil Afterlife. Um, so he didn't even direct anything past Resident Evil 1 until Afterlife. And then he did Afterlife, Three Musketeers, and then he did Retribution, and then he did Pompeii, and now the final chapter. So this guy can go... He's still some green beans. <laughs> he is Juve Bowl, but really? with less shitty oh. movies. Yeah. And you know what? I bet this guy makes tons of money. I bet it's a good feeling to be Paul W.S. Anderson. Because when you tell him to go fuck himself after making 20 years of shitty movies, he's like, okay. And he drives away in his fucking Ferrari. His- <laughs> I'll go fuck they myself have, in my uh, mansion. <laughs> again, I watched all the commentaries on these films. I've watched them with my daughter. I've had fun with them. Found a way to have fun with them. Uh, they had fun making these movies. Did they go bananas in the last one? I remember seeing Absolutely bits and pieces. Crazy, and I was just yeah. like, I remember just... Clones. They brought everybody back using clones in a in a facility yeah. where they were running simulations in Japan. Fuck it, bring it on. Russian zombies. <laughs> I remember seeing bits and pieces Kremlin. of that one. And I was I'm like, cool with it. Really, I remember seeing bits and pieces, and I was like, wow, wow. It is exactly what you expect it to be. Really, <laughs> leave it if you must, or sit down and watch it. Up to you. But. Ugh. Well, every time I think about the Resident Evil franchise, I wonder what could have been. Did you guys know that George A. Romero was supposed to direct Resident Evil, the movie? I did when you told me about it. Yeah, did you ever know that? <laughs> I knew he was involved. I didn't know if he was directing or if he was consulting in a creative level. Yeah. I don't remember hearing one way or the other. Yeah, for those that may not know. Back but in, I know they rejected all of his ideas. Yeah, back in 1998... Uh, video game developer Capcom hired Romero to direct a live-action TV commercial for the game Resident Evil 2. You can actually find that online. Um, it's 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 not that great. It looks like a very young cast, uh, but it's at least it's set in the, like an um, abandoned jail, and you have like a cop car burning, and zombies are trying to get in, and he gets his gun, throws it to um, a female lead, and they go out to fight the zombies, and it goes off. So it's a very short trailer, but um, he did that. They liked the commercial. And uh, then Romero was brought on uh, board to write the film, and then he got the gig to direct it. And then supposedly Romero's script um, stuck very closely to the plot of the first game. You had Redfield and Valentine. Um, they remained the protagonist. The action was still confined to the mansion, which that's something that they I think they got away with from um, Resident Evil. Like, they supposedly, they, they said that his script, um, what did they say here? When asked at E3 1999 why Romero's script was not moving forward, Capcom's Yoshi Akamoto said his script wasn't good and Romero was fired, right? But they said that there was talk that Yo, uh, Yoshi felt that Romero's version would have alienated fans of the video game for straying too far from the source material. <laughs> Resident Evil, the movie, doesn't even yeah, come, come close. Because I played the shit mm-hmm. out of Resident Evil, the game, you know? 
And I don't remember the end, but do we even go down to a hive at the end of Resident Evil, the game? I, I, don't, I don't think so, do we? Because so I remember I rem- all my memories of Resident Evil 1. It's been, what, probably 20 plus years ago since I played yeah, Resident Evil. Like, I don't remember the fucking hive. At least I know I this. Think. I know you weren't in the hive the whole fucking game. If it was, it was like the <laughs> ending of the game that I might not have got to. Because yeah. I remember going around the mansion, getting the clues, and being one of the most, the coolest games, just being in this fucking mansion. And if that was the the movie that Romero was going to make, and and they're like, fuck you, <laughs> get out of here, your script sucks, and then they go off and make this movie with lasers and holograms, ah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think that probably what he was alluding to more than anything was the atmosphere that Romero would have provided would have been different than the games. Yeah. I think that that's probably what he was getting at, but then again, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't think that... I don't think Romero was equipped to do Resident Evil. Yeah. The franchise. Maybe the first one. Manche- I mean, he's done a fucking farmhouse. Yeah. We've, we've wandered from room to room. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but where the franchise went, at that point, they had established more than just one game. And the biohazard element had, yeah. had crept into the, the video games at that point. So... Maybe they were future-proofing it. They were thinking, if we're going to make one of these, we need to have a director who's prepared for the long haul. And Paul W. Sanderson embraced the uh, the virus <laughs> infection thing yeah. from, from, from the outside. Well, if they were pissed, if Yoshi was pissed because of Romero's version would have alienated fans, I mean, 2002 didn't have any characters from the game, did it? At all? No. no, no. None, yeah, none of them. So... Wouldn't have could have been cool, Wayne, if Romero would have got one of the, the biggest video game franchises in history, that being... A zombie video game? I don't know. The thing about Romero, honestly... George I, I, A. Romero's. I think he would have made it better, Resident but Evil. he just... When's the last time he did anything good? It's been a while. Land you know what Dead. I mean? But you know what? Which it's, one? Land of the Dead. Yeah, and I, do you like Land of the Dead? I do. I absolutely... <laughs> I liked do, it. I absolutely love 90% of that movie. I When it comes to the, the Sky Flowers, the ideas that he brought there, the Dead, yeah. dead Reckoning... Um, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dead wrecking the, uh, the the vessel that they used. And sort to go... of the zombie thinking, like he touched with in Day of the Dead. I think he continued with in Land of the Dead too. Well, see, that was my biggest problem. But... I think he went a little too far with it. Like I like that he went, um, you know, off of Bubba and trying mm-hmm. to evolve the zombies. But my problem was that you had one super fucking smart zombie. You know, I wish all of them would have just started picking up things, but he was giving fucking orders. Big Daddy? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Big Daddy was too much for he me. He did go too far too But fast. I love Dennis Hopper. I love uh, Fiddler's Green. I love the setup yeah. there. I love. I even love John Leguizamo and Simon Baker. <laughs> I love both of that, them. That deleted scene um, where he goes up there and the uh, affluent guy had hung himself. He's fucking kicking there, flailing. Uh-huh. That was a great scene because it shows him trying to get to the top of Fiddler's Green. He wants yeah. to be yeah. high class. And he just gets told in the end, you know, you're, you're, not, just, good you're not good enough. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of really good commentary in that movie. A lot of good stuff. I agree. The, uh, oh, what did they call him? The smart zombie in Land oh. of the Dead was too much for me as well. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just the makeup of that movie, that was his largest movie for a budget. He said, like, George Romero even said that, you know, he wasn't used to a budget. He wasn't used to going to set every day and, like, he made fun of it. He was like, uh, Dennis Hopper's cigar budget was bigger than anything he's ever seen. <laughs> okay? Yeah, but Land of the Dead was the first good movie he'd made since, what, Day of the Dead? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, probably. When was Creepshow? Uh, Creepshow was in 82, I think. Okay, so Creepshow was before, it was in the middle of his oh, zombie yeah, yeah. Then. yeah, so that would have been his last, because he did Dark Half, didn't he? 
which I wasn't oh, a fan of Dark Elf. I thought you were a fan of Dark Elf. Oh no? God, no. Okay, but I think that he could have. I think that with a budget, because Land of the Dead was what was that two thousand seven for Land of the Dead two thousand five. So they wanted him to direct Resident Evil in two thousand two. Even with a big budget, but, that but, doesn't make him any smarter. Let's also look know? at the positive side of this. Yeah, Resident Evil we've was released in 2002. I think he could have directed that. And but we've established that in 2002, Resident Evil came out, 28 Days Later came out. Mm-hmm. It started a wave of zombie flicks that allowed Romero to get the budget to make what he ultimately ended up naming Land of the Dead, but to make Twilight of the Dead, yeah. the fourth installment in his in his series. It was One was supposed to cl- complete the cycle. He got the budget for that yeah. because... But how cool would it have been that... Because, you know, off of that wave... All right, some people love it, some people hate it, but you get Walking Dead, you get World War Z, you get, uh, <laughs> I know, yeah, but you get Zombie Nation, you get everything that's come after, Shaun of the Dead. You get Shaun of the Dead. You get all of these movies from that initial wave. How cool would that have been to have mm-hmm. George Romero responsible for the second wave of zombie movies? Because he's the grandfather, you know, he's the, he's, yeah. the, he's the grandfather that started this all with Dawn, Night, Day, all them. It would have been cool to start it off again in 2002, well, 20 fucking years later. I think he kind later. of is responsible for the second wave. Because, I mean, that's just modeled after what he'd Everything's done. Everything's off yeah, Exactly, did, yeah. years ago. Because, I mean, before... They haven't broken that exactly. model yet. Because before Night of the Living Dead, anything before that, zombies were, were just pretty harmless. I mean, they were just given orders to do things. They didn't speak. It was basically mind control. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They didn't eat things. There's usually some voodoo involved. And also, George Romero just comes up with these... You know, zombies come to the ground on their own due to a comet or whatever, and they're eating people. Nothing yeah. like that had been seen before, and, and they they haven't gone back to pre Night of the Living Dead that I know of. Yeah. Everything has been zombies. It's not as interesting. Exactly. Now zombies will just you know well, maybe they'll infect you, maybe they'll eat your brains, whatever. They're gonna fuck your shit up. Yeah. And it's just so I, I think really he is still responsible. And, and, and if he and, you know he is for sure, but you look at this thing from E three nineteen ninety nine where they're. This Yoshi guy was like, his script, no good, fired. <laughs> and, and I'm like, did you read the script for Resident Evil 1? It's no fucking Citizen Kane, okay? So I, I don't know. I think that's pretty disrespectful, especially if extension. You know what I think it probably has a lot to do with? Huh. Is his ability to sell it in, to the execs, you know, in that, in that room where he has to pitch the flick. <clears throat> I think that Paul W.S. Anderson, just like Juve Bull, somehow fucking convinces people, this is a good idea. Yeah. And I think that it has a lot to do with it. And I think that Romero... House of the Dead. That was a... You mm, made on it. That. That was oh, I didn't even see that on the zombie list. <laughs> <laughs> the world <laughs> wants to forget that one. Matt. No, I, I, think that, I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Because I've actually... Um, I, I mean, again, commentary, hearing them talk about when he got these movies started. And a couple of his other films as well. He's a passionate guy with the projects that he gets, and uh-huh. that is how he got them to turn Mortal Kombat into a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, he ended up getting that franchise. Alien vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> I mean, he... Somebody needs to say no to that man. No shit. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. <laughs> but I think that had a lot to do with why Romero probably fell to the wayside. Is just that He's all... English too, isn't he? He probably comes in yes. with that smooth English accent. And he just butters it up. <laughs> cool, blimey, I've got a great movie for you to look at. <laughs> look at here. And, and they're going to be here and here and boom. What do you think? What do you think? Sold. It's my tie look, okay? <laughs> I would imagine that's exactly Get my, how it went. Grab my Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> what you the know? fuck just happened? I don't know. Green light it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. I don't know, but I love the way that man talks. Shiny mouth. <laughs> let's keep him on a lot. <laughs> Crikey, let's have biscuits and tell ya. Did I just say Crikey? I think that's Australian. Does that fucking matter? Fuck it. Fuck, it. And fuck so, him. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck his movies. <laughs> and this fucking pyramid. Such a good already. I like that one. Okay. Oh, that was good. We'll keep that one. So there's definitely a lot of love for the genre still. It was reported that 17 million people tuned in to The Walking Dead Season God 7 premiere. Yeah, what do you guys think of that? Oh, fuck The Walking Dead. You know, but for your love so for... So happy to hear you say that. But your love for the genre, I mean, this is going to hopefully I get I love us... zombie flicks. I don't fucking love dramatic uh, soap operas. Yeah, let me tell you this. Though. I am in madly in love, man. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? And, and when I tell people I don't like it and my reasons for it, it's like, oh, well, wait till season four or five. Wait till season four or five. Uh-huh. Fuck you! I got some. I got better shit to do than wait four fucking years or something to exactly. get done. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a and, lot of TV. You know, Walking Dead is some quality shit. Mm-hmm. I one wise. of one of the most important things to me in the zombie genre is not necessarily the zombies, but what we do when we, the law is removed. Yeah, when we have to reestablish our perspective in a new type of world, and Walking Dead did that well. Yeah, they even did that well in the show for. An episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The fucking graphic novel was great at it. Oh, yeah, I love it. It really, really uh, drug out all those possibilities. The governor was great in the books. He's fucking shit in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't like The Walking Dead television show. Yeah. It did not. I, have you been watching it currently this season, though? Fuck, dude, I haven't watched I, it yeah. since season I will, two. I will tell yeah, you I'm what. That season two is where I was like, fuck I was this. out. I'm done. Yeah, I tell you what, I've, I've stayed up with it, but only because I'm so connected to... The books, okay. I think the books are some of the best writing. Then why would you stay connected no, no, to the show? Oh, 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 yes, I'll get there. <laughs> we but, call that a sick sense of devotion. It probably is. That's, <laughs> what was, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it is. It truly is. But I love the books. Um, I'm at, I think they're at book twenty five, volume volume twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they collect what five or six comics in each volume. I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of fucking reading, and there's no will spinning. There is no will spinning with the comics. Every comic that I get, I've loved except for one. I think it was number 22, 23. There's only <coughs> one out of all those volumes that I was like, that was a piece of shit. The rest of them, I was totally involved, totally engaged. Those are still pretty good odds, man. <laughs> yeah, lo- love the story. That's 25 volumes. When it comes to the TV show, man, for every five or six shitty episodes, you get a good one. You know, like there are some, I mean, if you're watching 20 hours of fucking TV, there's a good hour in there somewhere Yeah. because they, they get, because the special effects, I mean, the, the practical effects in Walking Dead are part of, I mean, notch. top notch. They, yeah, look they do look some of the best Walking Dead, but I will tell you that there's so much Will Smith. There's some hours, hours of Walking Dead that I'm just like, nothing happened. Nothing. Yeah. See, I can't stand it. If, you know, there's, this is this, this world renowned show that everybody loves. I expect something better than that out of it. When season yeah. two was airing, they have a the the show it Zombie Mania is a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the show airs. Everybody's so proud to be watching something unique to television, mm-hmm. including my grandmother. Right, <laughs> <clears throat> that they're committed to it. They want this to succeed. You watch The Talking Dead, and they're talking on this show designed to support it. About how it was not very good, and then they keep saying, "Well, the writing improves. The writing improves. The writing." And I've heard that so many fucking times about that show. Mm-hmm. I was out. They were doing nothing to convince me, uh, and it was because of that crap right there. Where you just you're in a scene where everybody's staring long and hard at each other for a while, but not saying anything. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. What am I watching right now? And it's stupid decisions, and too. And it never went away. <clears throat> yeah, and it's just a lot of stupid decisions just to build the drama. Yeah. Drama, drama, drama. And, like, you read the books, and there's no bullshit, man. And Andrea pissed me off. Yeah, Andrea sucks, man. Uh, One Andrea's of my favorite horrible. characters in the graphic novel um, was Andrea, and they just butchered just, her on the show. Yeah. Just worthless. I will say that Jeffrey Dean Morgan... Um, like he's getting to the point now where it's becoming kind of stale because he just threatens, 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 threatens so much that he's just like, oh my god, just fucking kill him, right? Or someone needs to to do something. But you'll be like, okay, whatever, all right. And then he just says something completely batshit crazy, and it's like, fuck yes, that's awesome. <laughs> like someone brings up his fucking baseball bat to him in his complex, right? And they're they're like, oh shit, um, you left uh, Lucille outside. I don't should I give this fucking bat to you? And he's like, did you? Do you make love to it? <laughs> and they're like, um, they don't know what to say because he's fucking crazy, right? And they're like, um, no. He's like, did you pet its pussy? Right? And then he's like, no. He's like, good. Because baseball bats don't have pussies. Now give me my fucking bat. And it's like shit like that, but coming out of the, the, the... See, what the fuck does that have to do with a zombie? No, but it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> saying this shit. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan fucking sells it. Like, he's just fucking awesome. You know who Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, don't you? Yeah, it's not the... The Watchmen from fucking... Um, or so the conversation a, just changed. It's no longer wait till season five. It's just wait till Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> no, yeah, right. every time he's on screen, though, is awesome. Like I, Oh, yeah, that may be way off, but isn't that... Uh, he's the comedian. Dean Winchester's dad from Supernatural. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so he's a comedian. Hence <laughs> the memes, come and get your dad. Yeah, he's the okay. comedian from Watchmen. You know, he's um, Batman's dad in BBS, which we will not say, but... You just did. I know, goddamn. You just ruined this entire we, episode. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's, uh, there's definitely that you can see how many people are tuning in. Though 17 million people want zombies because okay. zombie mania is a real thing. Yeah, zombie mania is a real thing. You look at uh, and zombie. They're not getting it through that show. I'm telling you what. <laughs> <laughs> there's a they lot. think they are. And I, and I, I agree know. with <laughs> you. They think it's down to earth. Yeah, and I agree with you mostly. It I, is I agree with you mostly on what you're saying about Walking Dead. But there's a lot of fucking people. I mean, 17 million fucking people, man. They they love that shit. That are watching it because it's probably they the most watched. How to stop? Yeah, there's that's probably the most watched TV show. If not, it's definitely top five. You know, if it's not the most watched. You um, could almost compare that show to a religion, you know that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unique to a lot of people because they. I never promise seen you, it'll get like better. Yeah. <laughs> even movies like remakes, like Zack Snyder's um, remake of Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four, or even um, quirky zombie movies like Zombieland, still managed to pull in large audiences. You're depressing me, is what you're doing. But no, I'm just showing you. But there's the, the genre, the subgenre that we love. Hopefully, it's will flourish. It's, it's very, it's flourishing, but not the way I want. But not the way we want. want. You know, right I can on. definitely say it the way I want either. What about you? But the opportunity was there for it, for us to have those flicks, mm-hmm. and he fucked them up. Diary of the Dead was not very good. Survival not of the Dead good. was atrocious. Yeah, uh, my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Survival of the think... Dead could have been. I found it frustrating just because it had so much potential. Which one? Yeah, it did. And it just wasted Which one? it. Survival. That yeah, Looney yeah, Tunes bullshit that he put in. I, yeah. What the fuck Fuck. are you trying to do? Yeah. I know. I was watching this, and I, I remember just red boxing it really. On a whim, and I'm like, no, we had an event. We had a, you guys came over to my house. Oh, yeah, to we watch it. Yeah. ordered that as yeah. soon as it became a VOD. Yeah. And we, 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 we were all Did you come flabbergasted. To that? Is that no, no. Shit? I mean, every one of us laughed when he said something about the pussyfoot, but that was it. Actually, no, yeah. you had told me about it, and you said, you need to grab that and check it out. Yeah. I thought, okay, and you said, I'm not going to tell you anything, you just tell me what you think. And yeah. I uh, looked around, and I found it at Redbox. And I read what it was about, and I'm like, that sounds so great. Yeah. And there's elements and that are like, fun. Oh, 
With like, each passing minute, just... I love the two opposing guys. You know, like I like their the way that they're they talk to each other. They yeah, have their, exactly. So they have that, that that feud. I like that. But then something else that he got off of, and I know it's for budget reasons, but man, he got off of his practical effects. And he started doing, um, you know, CG blood. Yeah. And I remember yeah. having the watching an interview where he was like, "Well, hey, you know, you're trying to make this movie, and a squib goes off." Right, and it ruins your entire set, and you're down one day because you have to, you know, change the clothes, clean that the clothes, never stopped him in the fucking repaint past, the man. set. Yeah, <laughs> and you can tell there's so many bad <clears throat> CG bloodshots in, in those movies. It takes me out. I'm yeah. like, what the? When they had horrible the fucking, kill, and they had extras chomping down on rancid intestines and livers and shit out yeah. of the refrigerator yeah. because somebody forgot to turn the fridge on when they left. Made that shit work, but we Fuck can't it, fire a squib yeah. anymore. You think that's what Tarantino's Bingo. talking about when he talks about losing? God, you're just making this conversation worse and worse. Got Tarantino <laughs> into this now? No, dude. Okay, God damn it. I don't know. Why do you go hundred percent bad? There's nothing good about Tarantino. Not one. There are some things. Exactly. So, but like you look at, but Tar- something Tarantino says is he wants to stop after like film ten because he says like, and I don't agree with this statement, but do you think that's why he wants to quit out after film ten because he says that you lose that gust. I think people are catching on to his bullshit. <laughs> well, that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's formulaic, and uh, nobody wants to see that. Exactly. He's like, he I'm going to get one last formula. joke in, and I'm going to walk off the stage while people are still and I, and I, I'm the guy who likes the first half of Tarantino more. I haven't liked... I wouldn't even put, like, Hateful Eight... Um, what was those Inglorious Bastards Django. and Django? I'm not a huge fan of those three. I love Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. I, That's my yeah. my Tarantino, and I hope that he can get back to that. But anyway, that gusto he's talking about. You see Martin Scorsese do Wolf of Wall Street, and he's yeah. seventy fucking years old, and that movie has piss and vinegar in it. Man, yeah, that fire. guy is still kicking ass. Yeah, he's still kicking know? ass. You have George Miller doing Fury Road at seventy, and it's considered the top action movie of the 21st century. So. Do you think though that that's but what George Miller sat out for a long time? Yeah, he was doing a bug's life and shit for a long time. Yeah, babe, he did he did that. I mean, he that guy had a load. He blow. wasn't afraid to branch out to take his time with something. I think Tarantino's probably talking more about people that do it as a career. Yep. I mean, and not to say that George Miller is not a career director, but I mean, he gestated the new Mad Max movie. For a long period of time. He didn't just jump into it. He didn't yeah. write it for the sake of writing it, which is what Tarantino's doing. And I think that he's probably getting at that you get formulaic after that period of time. People learn your tricks and it becomes less yeah. powerful. Well he also and talks he about he also talks about losing those balls. Do you think Romero, to a certain extent, has lost his balls for oh, filmmaking? Because yeah. you're like, yeah, pe- people were eating fucking livers back in the day. And yes, now it's like, well, we don't want to mess up a set. And that could be financial reasons, you know, obviously, because he only has so much. But, man, that didn't stop him back in the day. He Fuck figured yeah. out ways to, to make He's it He's not work. hungry anymore. That might be it. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, let's face it, yeah, he, he, he got turned down for making and a zombie movie. And I think that's movie. the answer. And he's just old. He's got his money. He's yeah. done. He's left his mark. I mean, there's no question about that. He's just, I'm done. Public comment from him. He said, he just, he started a conversation they were talking about. I don't remember what they were talking about, but he said, and I think this sums up that attitude. I'm George Romero. I make zombie movies, in case you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you you didn't know, I make those. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that, that kind of, to me, is a jaded comment. Yeah. And I, I think that that probably is where... Our quality Romero stuff's falling to the wayside. Yeah. He well, just—he wants to do something else. I don't think he feels like he can. Yeah. Well, you continue continue with the love for the genre. You look at a movie like Shaun of the Dead that came out what two thousand seven something like that. Four. When did that come out? I wasn't too impressed with that one either. Really? I know that's almost blasphemy, but 
Yeah, it that almost it, is. It, it didn't suck. Oh, I don't think it sucked. Yeah, 2004, you're right. I just felt like I was watching one running gag. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just felt like I was just kind of watching the same thing. It was wonderful. <laughs> I do love the part. I don't know why. The part that always cracked me up is when the his dad's in the car. In the car and he's like, no, don't be upset. That's not no. your father anymore. All of a sudden, the zombie stops and turns off the fucking radio. <laughs> that, was, that always cracks me up. And what is up. that? What is that? That's straight out of fucking Romero. <laughs> and, That's yeah. Bub yeah. pushing the fucking radio, the Walkman, and having it turn on. That's a and damn you, good you comparison. See, yeah. Yeah, that's well, exactly that's, what it is. That's, that's, and they had, planted throughout that movie planted, all yeah. over. I mean, hell, Romero actually used them in Land of the Dead. Did you yeah, know yeah, that? they were the zombies chained up yeah, or something Yeah, so, like that, yeah, because of that. But anyway, zombie mania is a real thing. Even with Shaun of the Dead, you could have... In 2004, that was not a, a prime time either for general mass public. I don't, I don't even think it really flourished when it first came out. It was one of the, I think it might be one of the biggest cult movies gone mainstream. Yeah. It was a cult movie. When you see a cult movie come out, they're like, oh, Shaun of the Dead. It's this quirky little, you know, foreign film about, you know, it's kind of pays homage to, to, you know, Dawn of the Dead. It's a funny little horror movie. And then... 2000, we're talking 2004. This is before the first generation iPhone, okay? This is 2004, and now I think it's one of the, probably the biggest cult movies yeah. gone mainstream. Who do you know besides Wayne that does not like Shaun of the Dead? I didn't, well, no, but you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I'm not, not, not to knock so you. I don't hate it, but not no, yet, not to right, knock you, right. but it's like, who who do you know? I mean, you go to a, uh, you go to horror conventions, really. Nathan's not a big fan. He's not a, he, I think he said it's his least favorite of, uh, of their, their flicks. Yeah, I might surprise you too when I get to my top five when it, we're talking Shot of the Dead. But, man, for, for the general public, I go to horror conventions at least two to three times a year and I see people dressed Shaun of the Dead, the, yeah, the white shirt. On you. Yeah, got blood on you. Yeah. <laughs> you see that everywhere, man. So I don't know. Just that has taken off. Um, the genre continues when you get you get more invasive with uh, foreign movies like Maggie, or not foreign movies, but independent um, in the genre as well, like Maggie, Arnold Schwarzenegger's zombie flick. Do you see that? Um, you have Fido. Yeah. You know, so people are even eating it up on an independent level. So Fido is my honorable mention on my top five. There was no way I was not gonna. Yeah, that's sit that's here a my honorable mention, mention too. Fido. Yeah. I think that movie's great. Yeah, and you even got foreign films like you know um, Dead Snow, and then more. I don't even know where you put Warm Bodies. You know, but yeah. people are eating. <laughs> that's another people example. are eating up innovative. Versions yeah. of this subgenre, even well, so, remember, zombie mania is definitely a thing. When Shaun of the Dead came out, I was able to see it, and I thought, eh, okay, you know, I've seen better, I've seen worse, but it just blew my mind how many people were into it. People I knew didn't really even horror fans, and they're like, oh, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? I'm like, how the hell did you even hear of this? You know, <laughs> which which speaks to the quality of the film because I think that a lot of those people were watching it and laughing because the jokes are funny. But they're not getting the radio gets turned off connection to Bub. Yeah. They're not getting the uh, Ed leans into Sean and yells over the phone, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. All those little <laughs> plants that are throughout that, those were lost on a lot of people because in the, 2004 is the beginning of this zombie mania phase. Yeah. A lot of, or 2002 with Resident Evil and 28 Days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but that's in 2002, 2004, but I'm that's that, a nice push. That that just shows the quality of the movie, Shaun of the Dead, because you had that standard comedy thing that people embraced. The The humor was spot on. And then it had all those throwbacks, homages, yeah. plants to all the originals that only enhance the experience as you watch it day after day after day when you're sick, which is what I did. <laughs> you just made me think of something, though. I want to pose a question to you guys. What was the last great zombie movie we talked about what started this kind of wave was that wave 
I think the best, last best movie was probably at the beginning of that wave, which is for me probably Shaun of the Dead, which was 2004. I watched, I I grabbed this as just a random flick. It's an independent film. I can't remember what year it came out, but it's called A Cadaver Christmas. Hmm, I never heard of it. It's independent, low budget, but one of the most amazing, just so much fun to sit there and watch. Hmm. You know, it's one of the, because I didn't expect jack shit out of it. I've seen... A, a cadaver. Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah, or, it is. Okay. Well, I take that back. There has been a couple for me. Fido, Rex. Okay. And I just was like, oh my god, I had to watch it twice. It was just like two twenty-two, I think, at this replay. I was like, oh fuck, I'll just grab it. And it was just so good. Hmm. I mean, I'll it was, look yeah. that one up. I am Legend was probably my last favorite movie. <laughs> oh, dude, fuck you. Those are vampires, man. I, I know. I can't yeah, stand. I am Legend. Um, but yeah, I would have to say. Wait, let's have that conversation. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Are vampires zombies? Zombie, so zombie land. I'm not a huge fan of, but that was 2009. Yeah. 2007 was 28 weeks later. But you zombies. I fucking love zombies. <laughs> so yeah, there's at least a couple that you could probably pull out, but nothing in the last five years, I don't think, that have been really has been really astounding. But um, I want to read a quote. Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident <laughs> Evil Retribution. <laughs> I want to read a quote from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they spoke with uh, George A. Romero, and he singled out a couple of, ex- of examples of why the genre is now suffering, or why he thinks the genre is suffering. He said, okay, this is funny, the dead are everywhere these days. I think, really, Brad Pitt killed it. <laughs> 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 the Walking Dead... And Brad Pitt just sort of killed it all. Along comes Brad Pitt. <laughs> and he spends $400 million or whatever the hell for World War Z. Max Brooks is a friend of mine. And I thought the film was not all at all representative um, what the book was and the zombies <laughs> were. I don't know. Ants crawling over the wall, the wall in Israel. Army ants. You might as well just make the, make the naked jungle. He's fucking right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think World War Z is one did it. I think that... The the, the Brad Pitt flood the of zombie material <laughs> just has people like you know, another fucking zombie movie. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. But everybody still wants to watch them, and uh, and that's a that's a, a a sensitive subject with me when we talk. You know, um, World War Z. World War Z should have been amazing. It should have been yeah. amazing. Oh, God, what yeah. the fuck yeah. they were thinking? What I is know. Max Brooks? There's a second one coming out, right? That's the rumor. We we know that. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, I looked that up for you. What Max uh-huh. Brooks had to say about it. He went into it thinking he was going to hate it, right? He said, I wanted to hate it, but the movie was so different from my book that I couldn't hate it. <laughs> because <laughs> said, it wasn't mine. He goes, I watched it, he's like, they didn't destroy my story, they didn't destroy my characters, because it was nothing like my book. <laughs> I think in the AV Assemble episode, you that was a direct quote for a book that I wanted to see adapted. Uh-huh. And my answer was World War Z because they still haven't done it. Because <laughs> they still haven't done it. Hundred percent fucking true, right? Man. Even Max Brooks says they haven't made my movie yet. <laughs> they did, <laughs> man. Yeah, but that and, was a and that's why. You know what? Fuck it. World War Z was a terrible piece of crap. Yeah. World War Z two, if we're calling it that, can still be modeled after that, uh-huh. and we'll just pretend that the other one didn't fucking happen. Yeah. Because I mean, Brad Pitt can still be in it, and he can go and <laughs> go around and do whatever as long as they follow the same fucking model. Yeah. <coughs> if anybody even because ex- that costs some money, man. That's a, like a hundred fifty, at least a hundred fifty million dollar. But well, the reason that he says four hundred million, I think it was like a two hundred million dollar movie. But that is like one of the widest known reshoots in the history of cinema where they had to come back and pretty much refilm the whole fucking movie, uh, World War Z. Oh, really? So it 
like doubled the cost of the movie. Oh, they should have done it the third time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But um, yeah, with World War Z, I don't give a fuck, man. They could make a, a World War Z. They they're gonna have to impress the shit out of me with a good trailer because that World War Z movie. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I still have a dick in my ass. <laughs> oh. They tried to take your green beans. <laughs> so do you think uh, you think Hollywood is hurting that subgenre that we love so much? Hollywood hurts everything, man. Yeah, I, just, I think it's Hollywood. It's, uh, it's and it's viewers too. So when he says Brad Pitt, when he says Brad Pitt, he's he's saying Hollywood. Zombie plushies. Kids are going to sleep with zombie plushies. <laughs> and it, 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 it's viewers too. I think I'm, people who go see this shit uh-huh. are just as guilty as Hollywood. Yeah, because you're paying, paying for it. it. Yeah, and that's why I'm. Like, I, I don't fucking a, do it anymore. That that's the case with any and everything that uh, any of us start to geek out on. As soon as we're... DC makes shit movies. We keep giving money, they're going to keep making them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to keep making them in the same fucking style that they're doing it now. Yeah. Well, Why? I think, because you'll pay for it. I think we got to put some of that blame, too, on Romero. Like, he's talking about oh, yeah. Brad Pitt and the Hollywood system. Because he had an opportunity twice to give us something that could have set the stage. But then you know what he does? Like, I think sometimes with the zombie genre, for me, I'm very traditional. Like, I just want a good... Horde movie, like we were talking before this episode. I just want a good horde movie, Survivors, uh, fucking held up somewhere, given a, a hell all fight. You know, you want but another Dawn of the Dead? I don't want another. I don't want. I don't. This that, like the warm bodies. That was just fucking horrible. You know, where a kid he's like trying to fall in love and he yeah. he's a zombie and I'm like fuck all he that. He can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah. like but George <laughs> Romero, just uh, I met him last year, got my poster signed, one of my highlights. Man, I love it. Uh, but I was talking to him, and he was uh, talking about his Marvel book that he was doing called Empire of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And it mixes vampires and zombies. And I'm like, it, I hated it. I, I couldn't stand the book. And it connects to Night of the Living Dead, and you're supposed to take a part of that as canon. And now you have vampires in this world, and I'm just like, man. That actually, so it seems a, like he's going Hollywood, you know? There's a 70s low-budget movie from uh, Mario Bava, believe it or not, called Planet of the Vampires. Yeah. That combines that almost like a science fiction vampire zombie thing. And when you said that, that's the first thing that brought up into my mind. Yeah. I, I didn't care for the books that, that released under, you know, Empire of the Dead. But I, I really want to see another uh, Romero movie. I want to see what happens after Land of the Dead. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for what happens, you know, to and I know we're probably never going to get that or find out whatever happened to Simon's character, uh, Simon Baker's character, where he's... He's in Dead Reckoning. He's just like, let them go do their thing. Well, he hasn't retread characters in any of his Yeah, none of them, yeah. So, But I would like to follow the, that evolution because Big Daddy was so smart that I would like to see, okay, where where's your end game for this? You know, what, what did you have in mind? And there were supposed to be like two or three other movies that Romero wanted to do, but I just don't think he can get financed. So he just gets in bed with Marvel <laughs> and makes zombie vampire books, which I think that's a waste of his talent. I want to see it him is. get, you know, here's $20 million, go make something hardcore, but at this point, man, Romero's getting up there in age, and I don't think we're going to get another one like that. I'm still waiting to see what happened to the two survivors from Dawn of the Dead. Did she have the baby? You know what uh, I mean? I, I, would lo- I, would, I would pay anything to see this. George Romero, last movie. Uh-huh. Where it's that baby or her child, everything was fine. Yet it was a uh, Peter and I can't remember uh, the Francine. Francine, you know they're they're dead. Maybe they hooked up or whatever. Yada yada yeah. yada. But this child was raised in this world that Romero created. Yeah. And what he's doing to survive or whatever the story is, I would love. Yeah. And you know what? What we haven't actually seen Romero do. I don't know if Diary of the Dead counts because they were on the road. But yeah. I mean, most of his movies, you're talking about a group in a fixed location. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to see. Romero's take on mobility. 
Mm-hmm. I would love to see Romero, and you can do it with the offspring of Francine. Yeah, that was raised by Francine and Peter. Maybe they're not in it because they've died. The apocalypse has already taken them out. But I want to see them on the road, surviving house to house, day to day. You know, finding a new uh, safe house, and we've not seen Romero do that. It's either been well, farmhouse, lock the doors. He's never done it with a mall, zombie movie. Lock the but, doors. Uh, well. He, with the zombie movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he's done within Night Raiders, his but... Dead series. I'd like to see him. I'm with you on that, that exactly. I'd like to see um, a point of view from the Marauders. You know, um, the the bicycle gang. I think that would be great. Seeing you know um, how they live, where where they go. Well, from. he kind of made a movie like that called Night Riders. No, but yeah, but in mm-hmm. that yeah in the zombie world though setup, I would love to see that. Yeah, but where would, what would you do with it? I mean, other than just robbing and raping and pillaging. Well, yeah. no, that's, that's exactly what I thought. That's you, what would I have, you would have the walking <laughs> dead. <laughs> well, the special thing Let's about... Let's take their green beans and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's all you're going to have. <laughs> they have a town called Green Bean City. <laughs> and you're going to have like a zombie or two in the background. Um, and... But that's what you're forgetting. Like, when I'm just saying I want that, it's very easy to dismiss that and be like, oh, that sounds like your normal zombie movie. But with a Romero, he puts that social commentary or he puts a... Like, when I was talking to Romero, I went to a and a He used to put. <laughs> exactly. But no, no, I think all of his movies with Diary of the Dead, he tried to get into what we're doing with social media. You know, like, we always have to film something. So even though I did not like Diary of the Dead, his message was still strong within his movie, you know? Um, and then the evolving of Land of the Dead and still had... Um, it's just he didn't tell a compelling story. Yeah, exactly. With, exactly. Okay, yeah, but Night of the Living stopped. Dead, you know, you have the... Um, uh, the old lifestyle kind of dying off and the new one coming in, being eaten by the, this, this new lifestyle. You have consumerism in a major way in Dawn of the Dead. So I don't know what spin or what commentary he would put on the, the Marauder's lifestyle, but I'm sure there would be something hopefully fun and original from a Romero's perspective. Because when we talk Romero, that commentary comes with Romero, and that's what makes his zombie movie so strong for me. But um, I don't know. What do you, what, is there anything else you guys want from those from a Romero movie? No, <laughs> I, I I want him to quit while he still has some on her. Yeah, I think he's gonna. Be, I think he's <laughs> I, done. You know, now. I, mean, I, I yeah. I don't especially see when he got rejected, uh, didn't he get told no for a bunch of? I can't remember what the project was, but they pretty much were like no. He got uh, that was Resident Evil two thousand two. <laughs> no, it's sooner than that. It's sooner yeah. than that. He was going to make another zombie movie. Because I really do enjoy the shit out of Land of the Dead. And that's man. why he started filming in Canada, because he couldn't get the funding. Is that, yeah, that, okay, exactly. Okay, that's what I was Yeah, because wasn't Land of the Dead filmed in Canada? It's Pittsburgh. No, no, but I think that he only got certain shots for Pittsburgh. Or that was, I don't even think that was, I think that was in, look that, someone looked that up for me uh, while I'm talking. I'm going to read this other quote. Look up Land of the Dead, Wikipedia. Uh, because I think I don't think he filmed it in, in uh, Pittsburgh. I don't. I, I think that that building stood in for something else. I think there's yeah. a stand-in for that, so it can make you think that you were getting that Pittsburgh vibe. But um, I'm gonna read this quote. Uh, will you look that up? Look up uh, Land of the Dead. Um, you know how to work an iPad? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, just do your best, John. <laughs> Well, uh, so he continues, uh, George A. Romero, um, in this article, he says, As far as I'm concerned, I'm content to wait until sort of zombies die off. My films, you know, I, I've tried to put a message into them. Um, it's not about the gore. It's not about the horror element um, that are in them. It's more about the message for me. That's what it is. And I'm using this platform to be able to to show my feelings of what I think. And that pretty much hit on what I just said. You yeah. know, it's like that, that message in a George A. Romero movie. That's why we go see him. And I think Hollywood or these Brad Pitt movies, as he likes to call them, <laughs> I think they lose that message because the best... 
story you can tell when it comes to hordes of zombies is that social satire that's that's wrapped yeah. around that movie. Well, people just want to go see names. Yeah. You know, that's, they want to go see, problem. oh, Brad Pitt? Who gives a fuck if the movie sucked? Brad Pitt's in it. Let's go see it. Yeah. Oh, this uh, book was really popular. It was called World War Z. Oh, it has nothing to do with the book. But there's the name. Yeah. Let's go see this. And yeah. It's just, and Romero was like, I don't even know if he was really interested in horror for the longest time. I remember in the Q&A, he said that, you know, I wanted to talk about consumerism. <laughs> That's all I wanted to talk about. And they're like, well, won't you make a fucking zombie movie? He's like, yep. Good enough. What, so what is <laughs> this? Filming took place in Toronto and Hamilton, Damn. Ontario, Canada. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking yeah. sad. And it, but it looks like Pittsburgh. It does. But he couldn't make a movie in fucking Pittsburgh. He had to do it in Toronto make you think it was in Pittsburgh. Wow. That's nuts, isn't it? I'd like to make my movie in Pittsburgh. Fuck you, George. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Canada. <laughs> we're still making it look like fucking Pittsburgh. <laughs> Damn, that's sad. Yeah, did you hear what I just read about, you know, the message being so powerful in a movie? He said he's just going to, you know, just let it die off for a while. But as it seems right now, with 17 million viewers from Walking Dead... Let it die off so he can raise it from the dead? Yeah, but he's going to die before he can raise it from the dead, and then someone's going to have to raise him from the dead to make a <laughs> fucking movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but I just like the way that he wraps a, a commentary around his horror theme, you know? And that's what makes a Romero movie for me, so I don't I don't think we're going to get another one of those, though. But No. Uh, is he, there... closes, he closed the series with Land, though. I mean, in my opinion... Yeah, I think so too. He closed it down. He 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 kind of did what he wanted to do. He showed the what he was already growing. I mean, even all the way back to Dawn, he said, you know, in his 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 script, this is an important place to them. They they, they don't know why, but they remember they want to be here. Yeah, they go. And then in too. three, they start. We start seeing that there's still something behind the eyes. They're still human. Bub is, you know, retaining. His humanity in yeah. some way, and then we see them, in my opinion, walking off into the sunset, ready to establish their. I mean, that's kind of what he was wanting to do was have show that they could now thrive and survive in the way that they want to yeah. think for themselves. I don't really know where else you go after that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it, the movies were showing the Green evolution Bean of the zombies. <laughs> for me, the 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 important part of his films though is us, how we respond to the threat and lawlessness. But it seems like the franchise just kept pushing what the zombies' evolution was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's less interesting to me, but, I mean, when, it's, when it says something about us, it makes sense. Yeah. I just think that that message has been pushed as far as it can go. Yeah. With Big Daddy almost crossing a line and be, making it a little, yeah. eh, that well, was too far. Well, something you said earlier, Wayne, mm-hmm. about being hungry, you know? Yeah. I think we need new filmmakers that are hungry <laughs> To, dude, this is twenty. Not advanced Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Well, check this out, though. This is what bothers <laughs> no. me. This is 2017. This is the craziest um, since I've been on this planet that I've ever seen this world. Trump, Donald fucking Trump, just got elected as President of the United States. Okay? But this guy is fucking batshit crazy. You can't tell me there's not some young filmmaker out there. And I'm not going to get too political, but it is what it is. I mean, the guy is just kind of out there. There is... Is there not a zombie movie that could be made with the structure of how America is being run right now? A commentary on that that you can't spin into a Yeah, it's called Land of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) But that was 2007. I think there's a movie that can still be told for our current time. I think nothing's changed since then, and I think that movie is still representative of what we got going on right now. Yeah, you Fiddler's Green, the man at the top, Dennis Hopper's fucking Trump. I mean, you can can connect it. There is a lot there. There is a lot there, yeah. I just, I think that... Nothing's changed to, to yep. invalidate. Well, how many times have we seen the hero's journey? 
You know, how many how many of your favorite fucking movies are honestly the hero's journey? I mean, look at Shakespeare. Shakespeare said there's only so many plots. How many plots can you actually tell in a movie? <laughs> we can spin uh, the same message, you know, for 2017. It might have been done with Land of the Dead in 2007. But I think that message can still be told. We just need filmmakers that are hungry that are able to do it. You know, but right now I think we're so stuck on we need a $300, $400 million <laughs> budget and we need these ants crawling over the fucking, you know, the wall in fucking Israel to get you in the seat. God, but I think shit. I think the oh, commentary yeah. is what's missing. That story is what's missing that, that reflects our time. And that's what makes the, these movies so powerful. Yeah, and I think when me. you get somebody who's, uh, who's new to directing, new or whatever, they may have some great ideas in the back of their minds that would be wonderful and amazing. But once they start to get their foot in the door, yeah. they want to make something that people are going to love. And they look at what the masses love. They love The Walking Dead. They love this. They love that. It may just be the same shit. So they're going to be like, okay. And then even the younger, newer, independent filmmakers are putting that out there. Yeah. So it's just, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Is there anything that you want to add to this conversation before we get into our top five zombie movies of all time? What classifies as a zombie movie? Oh, that's good. Because I, mean, I know seven, Josh and I will will die I know, yeah, a lot before of we shit. agree on this one. To me personally, if if a human being or whatever dies uh-huh. and comes back to life, yeah, they're a zombie. Uh-huh. You know, but then uh, would you consider Frankenstein a zombie? Okay. Personally, I do. And then, like, yeah, he would have to be a zombie, right? And I don't know how many like Fulci mm-hmm. fans are out there, but he's reanimated. Like City of the Living Dead and the Beyond. <clears throat> They're almost like magic zombies. Are they actually they're, they're supernatural? Or? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're they're driven by a nefarious evil force from the gate of hell. You know, but Romero's might be. We don't know. It's never really been clarified what it is that makes a Romero zombie reanimate. You've got well, twenty eight days later. I believe they that. allude to it, but they, they yeah. never confirm it. In which one is this? Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I think they're yeah. flipping through the radio. That'd be a hell of and a coincidence, it, you know. And, <laughs> and, and, but but the Shaun of the Dead also recognizes that they never answered that. They talk about a comet. They talk about they see a show. Voodoo of, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're changing the channel. You see a bunch of guys in hazmat suits, and they're saying. And then we found. And right before they give the reveal, they change the fucking channel. There's no more, there's <laughs> multiple times. There's no more room in hell, you know. So the no. the, the dead is. And, you know, know. And, and he alludes to that in uh, and the, I love the that spirituality too of yeah. it. Yeah. In, uh, in, in I that love outbreak. that nobody knows. In no. Romero movie, so nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Lucio Fulci, yeah. we know. Yeah. It's it's hell coming through. Um, Frankenstein, well, that's fucking electricity and ingenuity. (laughs) (laughs) So, for me, my preferred version of a zombie, and the one that I attribute to the zombie genre, uh, would be the Romero one, where we don't know. They're just there. They're doing their thing, and we have to respond to the threat. That's what I prefer. Frankenstein does the same thing in showing a little bit of us, a little bit of us in the monster. You know, uh, but it's... I wouldn't say that's a zombie. I'd say that's Frankenstein's monster because that is very right specific on. to that movie. Uh, Reanimator, you're probably, you could call it a zombie, but that's not a zombie flick for me yeah. because I'm used to it in sense of hordes. But then well, you talk about hordes. Re- there's, there's hordes of infected and there's <laughs> hordes of reanimated for no reason. So, I mean, it's all over the board, really. It's just... Whatever you attribute to it. Well, the yeah. end of Reanimator, there's a horde. So, I mean, he's got like about a dozen or so of those. I suppose that's patients. true. I suppose that's true. And, and, and uh, <laughs> Wreck. What? 
you know what I mean? Again, is that a supernatural thing? Is that a I've never seen thing? Rick. Oh, you got to get on that. Yeah, man. Oh, man, that's oh, so you fucking awesome. Avoid quarantine. Avoid quarantine. Already watched quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, quarantine one is decent. But if you watch what Rec the one, fuck? Oh, quarantine one was decent. You watch like Rec that. and then go watch quarantine. Uh, Rec is by far superior. I liked the end of quarantine. I liked the concept of mad scientists wanting to end the world, building a... Yeah, virus. And then, that, if I remember right, that story is completely opposite too, isn't it? Where you have in quarantine, it was oh quarantine too. They were on a fucking plane. And well, I mean, but what was the reason in quarantine? Wasn't it actually like a virus or something like that? I think it was. Like, from but what in I Rex, they allude to fucking like demonic it a, possession. It was a demonically spread virus, but not in quarantine. From what I no, not in quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. They switched that just that little bit of plot yeah. up, which sucked because I love that there's some kind of supernatural element to it. But I hear exactly what you guys are saying with the zombie stuff. It's just easier for me to classify. Like, when we get to my top five, um, I put zombies or infected together. And in my mind, they, they act the same. Yeah. They just don't, they haven't, like, 28 days later, they haven't died and then come back to life. You know, once they or get Or did in, they? Are they? Do they cease to be human at that point? Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's they how have I a see beating it. heart. Whereas Romero zombies, you would, you would suppose, with the rotting and, you know, the oh, drying yeah. out, that they don't have a beating heart. They don't have a circulation system that's functioning. Whereas in 28 Days Later, I believe that they do. Their, their body is in overdrive. They're yeah, burning like mad yeah. metabolism. Well, in uh, Dawn of the Dead, oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. The other ATF agent or whatever, uh, the one who died uh, first. In? Uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. I cannot think of his Peter. name. No, Peter. Not Peter. Yeah, not Peter. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, I was like, Peter, recognize that name. That's it, Roger. I behind that. As soon as his <laughs> eyes go, fuck you, I'm going to take your green beans. <laughs> As soon as his eyes close, they snap right open again, and he is zombified. Yeah. That reanimation scene is one of the fucking best things that's yes. ever happened in the zombie genre. It is magical, the way he slowly rises. That guy nailed that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Peter's sitting in, in there across the room waiting for him. Sees, he looks around like he's assessing it, and then you see when he comes alive, or where, rather he when he yeah. becomes unlife. Yeah. <clears throat> His eyes lock. He realizes there's somebody in the room, and he's on a mission, just moving toward it. Mm-hmm. And it cuts, and then you hear that that, that gunshot. It's, it's beautiful. That's wonderful. And I'm looking up the uh, definition for zombie, and there's so many of them, so it just depends on your definition. Yeah. One is a corpse said to be revived by witchcraft. Um, another one. <laughs> what? Another one says someone who moves around as if unconscious and being controlled by something else. Which is two classic zombie movies. Yeah, or 28 Days Later. You know, because there's nothing about someone being, um, they're just kind of soulless, unconscious. They're just, they're Or it sounds like you'd be passed out drunk, have a seizures, and be qualified as a zombie. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, but it's easy, like, when I see 28 Days Later or Dawn of the Dead, I see (coughs) that they all have, they share similar traits. You know, where yeah. they're they're either infected or they're dead, but they they still have that end goal to kill you, usually in hordes. They don't fight each other. You know, um, I don't know. So it's easier for me when, when I talk about, like, say, top five. When we get to top five, I classify the infected and zombie in the same one. But I can see people, you know, really... Well, speaking of eating up. each other, I remember there's a part, I believe it was in uh, Dawn of the Dead, where they're speaking a little bit. And people are saying they're not cannibals because they are not human beings anymore. And if right. they're eating us, they're a separate species. So they're not eating each yeah. other's. And they can't be qualified as cannibals. So that was kind of a cool point to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, something else that we haven't brought up is slow zombies or fast zombies. There's a lot of people that they like the infected. They like, okay, Dawn of the Dead 78, Dawn of the Dead 2004. 
Okay. <laughs> Before I get started. I like Before it. I get started. <laughs> if we need to take an intermission. <laughs> it's a cool idea. Uh-huh. But no. Uh-huh. No fucking way. If you're a zombie, like, you're dead. <clears throat> okay? And now, all of a sudden, because you become infected, you're, you're superhuman or you're super whatever. Let's dress that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's I'm my... I'm going to get some coffee real quick so you guys <laughs> talk away about this. Here's my, here's my, my take on... Caffeinated versus non-caffeinated zombies. I actually think that both of them exist at the same time. And I think that's an important distinction because when they die... And Return of the Living Dead goes into rigor mortis. You know, they talk about the process that the body yeah. goes through when you die. Well, I think that there's a point where when you die... And this is just my speculation. If I were to make a zombie movie, this is how I'd li- I would like to see the zombies. You die... The normal processes take place. Rigor mortis sets in. You you tense up. You reanimate. Yeah. And then your muscles are going to start to deteriorate. But in the early stages of that death, I think it's completely reasonable that you would still have some functionality before things start. You know, obviously dead bodies don't move on their own, so it's hard to say what the muscles would be capable of. But I would like to assume that with the muscle muscle tissue still being there before. It starts to decay. Mm-hmm. You might be able. To, you might be uh, capable of you know fast movement. And when you take away the limitations of the mental capacities of being a human, sky's the limit. It is. It is whatever your muscles can possess. So that burst of energy, that power, makes a lot of sense to me. But <clears throat> two weeks on, your muscles are fucking <laughs> deteriorating. <laughs> I think that caffeinated zombies become decaffeinated zombies they start to slow down and you get champ you know the early stages of of the plague it makes sense that it would spread quickly mm-hmm. because you are a fresh corpse that is has no restrictions of muscle fatigue so or no any rig- of the things yeah exactly <clears throat> you have none of those limitations that an infected human would have <clears throat> so it spreads quickly, but then as time passes, it fades into the shambling zombie that I love. Yeah, that so is my preferred. That. It's my preferred, but I think there's a place for both of them. I just don't think that in any of these movies we've had a definition of that. You just you've got running zombies, or you don't. Yeah, you know who I think handled. I got my coffee, so I'm good. I hope you enjoyed your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think someone who did it really well. Have you guys ever watched Z Nation? Yes. No. I love... Uh, so, great show. Yeah. It's on sci-fi. Um, I didn't think it was going to be worth a shit. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, so I've only watched season one. I haven't got to season two, but I was so impressed by season one. It's it's very quirky, um, and, and they, they go some very strange places, but that makes it, uh, it a unique so show. It's so much fun. It's, it's a fun show. But the way that they handle that, the, the the moving zombie, is it depends on what stage you're in. If you just... That's exactly, exactly what I just okay, said. Is that what you just when said? you were saying that, that's exactly what popped in my head. I just that, to me, seems the like the best way to handle corpse degradation. I think so, too. The freshness of the corpse. I mean, rigor mortis is going to set in. You might have a shambling zombie early on, but... It, it, it just it's great to me that Return of the Living Dead can easily be referenced for this. You got mm-hmm. him cracking the arm. He's like, you won't find this in a book. Yeah. Work that rigor mortis yeah, out yeah. move those muscles. He's addressing the fact that when you die, you go into rigor mortis, so you have these zombies that are kind of shambling, but they're working that shit out. Yeah. You know? And when they work that out, they're going to have that burst of energy oh, yeah. until the muscles degrade to a point where it's no longer sustainable. If you're talking about zombies on a physical level, I mean... You have a skeleton pop out of a grave there. There's no muscles to speak of. So yeah. <laughs> that really can't be something that's relevant to the discussion. 
when in the same movie you've got this guy breaking rigor mortis out yeah. and you got a skeleton with no muscles. Right. So is there a supernatural push? Yeah. Or do we just not give a fuck and want to address the fact that a skeleton <laughs> pops out of yeah. the grave? With Return of the Living Dead, I'm going to say we don't give a fuck. We don't because it's a great movie. <laughs> it, it, but if we're practically approaching it, I think that the stage yeah. of decay is the only and I way. Think, I think that makes for fun cinema too. If you're, um, <clears throat> if you're in this apocalypse, right? Your character is and you're approaching, how do you approach like um, an abandoned building? Because now, in your mind, you have the shambler. You have someone that can sprint at you like a fucking demon from hell, right? Somebody that turns quickly becomes an immediate threat, a threat that's yeah. fast-paced and I think that makes for out. I think that makes for fun TV, fun, fun cinema. But for me, my favorite zombie of all time is going to be the sh- the, the, the slow-walking yeah. zombie because it's just like Jason Voorhees is because you get fucking cocky. And when you get cocky, exactly. that get is fun. That is fun cinema to me. What What is a true survivor? And I wonder if Walking Dead actually covers any of this level of, of the stuff. Or do they just put decayed zombies on screen? But we're talking about fresh dead, rigor mortis. You're going to shamble till they break that out, right? Mm-hmm. Once they break that out and they get their muscles moving... They're going to be fast. They're going to be deadly. They're going to be a problem because they have no human restrictions, no fatigue. They don't run out of fucking breath. They're not they going to feel pain. They, they're, they're not going to feel pain. There's nothing to slow them down. They're basically somebody on PCP wanting to eat your fucking brains. Yeah. And then two weeks on, they start to have muscle decay. They get slower. What happens in four months? You're in a yeah, high traffic area. Off. <laughs> Society's done, right? Grass is overgrown. There's a fucking corpse that's its legs are rotted away yeah. on the ground. You're walking through grass. That's a real problem. If you're a survivor, and that's something you should address, a corpse laying on the ground is a threat to you. And you may not know that they're there because they're laying down. So you have to be aware of all the different types of yeah. threats that these stages of decay present. And I don't think any of that stuff's being touched on in The Walking Dead. No, it no, wasn't, no. at least when I watched and it. I don't, though, and I don't <laughs> And I, it's a shame because the TV shows that are out there based on this stuff have that opportunity. Whereas movies, that's a lot of exposition nobody wants to get into. See, I wonder you if have they a really cool Z character. Nation at some point. What's that? I, I wonder if they'll touch on that in Z Nation at some point because that's the series <laughs> that would do. I think they just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if they do <laughs> or not. Barely yeah, kind of sprinkled exactly. On the but yeah, but Z Nation, check it out. It's it is. Fun. It's very important. I mean, if you're going to survive and you're one of the last few out there, that's some serious shit. You know what I mean? Like he, because you're probably it's gonna so good. Just survive because you've seen it all. Z Nation okay. is so good. They they play way by those fun rules that yeah. You know I don't have time for a lot of TV or even a lot of you know I have to be very strategic because my conversations on Thursday nights a Saturday. Stop watching my the outlines. Walking Dead. Focus on Z Nation, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> okay. but it, I'll help you. <laughs> Let me seriously though. Week. I'm always like, man, I need to get on season two because I had so much fun with season one. But going back is like you know even in Dawn of the Dead. Um, I forget what's the Flyboy's name. Um, from Don Steven. the Dead. Steven. Steven. I love how Steven gets cocky when he's going from truck to truck to truck and then that's yeah, when that he gets fucked. Roger. No, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Roger. Oh, you just rolled right with that, didn't you, Brad? <laughs> I did. I did. Sounds good. I'll it's one it. of my favorite movies of all time so I'll take that finger in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, Roger... <laughs> Okay, so Roger, I love when he gets cocky and he's going from truck to we truck. We got this, man. We got this. We got this. We got this by the ass. That's what they're going to say when they're taking my green beans. We got this video land about the ass. Get <laughs> <laughs> his green beans. <laughs> but um, I love how he gets cocky, and that's what I love to see because you're like, oh, yeah, these things are slow. You know, I, I, I have time. 
to to look for the green beans. Okay? <laughs> but then you look too long for the green beans. And the green beans get you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. But I don't like it either when you like Dawn of the Dead 2004. <laughs> I have so many things. I won't even go on a tangent about that because it would be an entire episode about why I don't like 2004s. Yeah. But one thing I don't I like. I consider it watchable. But, yeah. One thing I don't like is, um, you know, that one there or World War Z or any of your movies we have spreading fucking zombies i will take it with 28 days later i don't know why maybe because the rest of that movie is so good maybe so i'll i'll take a hit for that but i think it is unfair when you put your your heroes against fucking track and field zombies it just gets boring because you're like how are you gonna make sense 28 days later it (laughs) It does the disease is rage yeah but it's like how are you gonna survive that how can you survive in a mall in 2004's dawn of the dead when they're fucking bolting at you by doing everything they did in that movie 28 days later is one of those exceptions where they show you how they were able to to circumvent it i mean Mm -hmm. the guy fucking uh what's his name um the the girl's dad in which one in 28 days later oh okay yeah he's got a fucking riot shield i mean he's he's prepared prepared. he knows he's collecting water on the roof and that's to watch those two movies piled up all of the uh, (laughs) he's piled up all of the shopping carts at the bottom of the stairs he's created this obstacles they had a plan when they were going to drive through the tunnel didn't work out but he i mean she got out there she changed the wheel i mean they cover how they survived that and the one time that he lets his guard down is when that fucking drop of blood hits his eye. Yeah, yeah. He says, I love you. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's great. He says, yeah, I love he you. Knows. He knows he's got eight mm-hmm. seconds yeah. to tell her what he feels before she's going to have to kill him. Yeah. You know, I, this is great. And, you know, I do want to hit on one more thing with when it comes to Dawn of the Dead 2004. And, again, I'm not going to go on a huge tangent because it could be 30 minutes here. But uh, something I, I respect about uh, 1978's Dawn of the Dead and why it's one of my top movies my top 10 of all time ever made is because they take time to develop that mall as a character. Yep. Yeah. That character, the, the mall, yeah, the location is yes. character. And that's so important. If we're talking zombie movies, actually, I don't give a shit. You know, that, I think that's something very important to, to learn off of and take away. And I feel like in 2004s, like I, I feel like I could navigate that mall. If you drop me in there after watching that movie a hundred oh, yeah. times, I know where everything is. And I feel like everything's so filmed so tightly in 2004 that you only get to really see three yeah. locations. You know, there's no, there's no character to that mall at all. I mean, when you're coffee in, shops named Hollow yeah, Grounds, I like right. it. I dig it. But like in Dawn of the Dead, man, you're at the the, the skating rink. You're oh, in, yeah. you're in the uh, J.C. Penney's upstairs. You're using the escalator. You're in the gun you build shop, a fucking you... fort. You're in a, you rob a bank. You're, you're eating at a. Uh, a nice restaurant. Oh, I mean, those scenes are so great. So they good, are. so good. And it's just getting used to your environment after the shit hits the fan, and there's just I could I, I eat that stuff up. You know, I drink it up. I drank it up. <laughs> so yeah, the only part I liked about uh, the Dawn of the Dead 04 is when they're on the roof of the mall. Yeah, sniping. That's shit. about the only way. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's it. You know, know? That's, that's all I can give. Soundtrack in 04 was top notch. Really, that's the one thing Snyder gets gets right in almost every one of his movies is a soundtrack. Yeah. I don't remember. The only song I can remember is something from Disturbed at the end. It, of the I episode. think they were doing Down with the Sickness yeah. uh, by uh, Richard Cheese when they were sniping oh, no on the roof. Yeah. And Johnny Cash did the opening song When the Man Comes Around. Oh, When the Man Comes Around. I will say that you know I'm, I'm not a fan of the 2004, but I think there's a strong opening scene for 2004. Yeah, and that's another thing Snyder excels at. Opening, one of the opening scenes. Things, opening scenes, yeah. <laughs> Watchmen's is perfect, in yeah. my opinion. but. Did, I, that's a damn good movie too. I did like you it, want so. to bring up something about uh, Night of the Living Dead? Was that in your notes? Oh, I already did. I already brought that up about what the zombie okay. genre was like before that. Now Night of the Living Dead, uh, not a great movie by itself, but I gotta give it so much respect for what it did. Hmm. 
And like I said before, Which this one? you uh, original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, like I said before this, there was just these harmless, kind of spooky creatures yeah. that just did your almost like slaves, at least some voodoo involved. Yeah. And then when this came around, also the, the timing of uh, Night of the Living Dead, it was shortly around the Manson murders too. People in America were scared shitless in '69. I, I, I remember reading an article about, it and they referred to it uh, when the summer of love became the summer of hate. Mm. You know, people that had no idea what marijuana was. You know, they were scared that they were thinking. There's actually ads that you know, if you smoke marijuana, you will rape and kill people. Yeah, and this well, was real devil weed. Exactly, and, yeah, and then there was a lot of like occult stuff going on. Though, you know, or imagine. Wait, you anyway. tell me none of that's true. I can't reveal that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Satan won't let me. So <laughs> there was so much fear in America uh-huh. at this time. And then all of a sudden, this movie comes out where a little girl dies, comes back to life, and kills her mother with a garden trowel. You know, just the timing is phenomenal. Keep talking yeah. to me like that. <laughs> I'm making <Yeah>. Josh happy. <laughs> well, something else that's so powerful about Night Living Dead um, is the ending. It's one of the yeah. first endings that had... Balls. Oh, it did. You know, and when and we didn't even bring up that Romero is casting black actors, which oh, is yeah, amazing. At that time, was yeah. just like a big. Oh, you gave a black person a main As lead. A lead. Yeah, yeah, that's a big no-no. And he buddy. did that in Night of Living Dead, and then in uh, Dawn of the Dead. You yeah. Know? Who? What? You know, mainstream movies did you see where the the yeah the the main lead was a black male? You know, exactly. so yeah, and. That's awesome. You know, I think he I think did. So a, too, I yeah. think he did a lot just for for black. Fitz survives until the end until he gets shot by. Yeah, a white man. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, true. A redneck yeah. white man to be. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, there's a lot we could talk about just right there, but um, just just boiling it down to its simplest form, balls to have balls mm-hmm. to do that to white black. I don't care to your main character at the end. He survives the night. He survives the zombie and apocalypse. And you have him killed. And they look in that they see a, something moving. And they just shoot through the window, and they throw them on the it's fire. It's another one for yeah. the fire. Yeah, this isn't even about race. This is just about <clears throat> fucking having balls to yeah. your ending. I love that ending. It's one of my favorite endings because it, it has some balls. But um, yeah, and then yeah, Night Living Dead for that alone is great. And then just the setting of the farmhouse. Yeah, I know it had just a creepy, almost gothic feel to yeah. it. You know, and everything hate... was real quiet. And then even you even see one of the zombies eat a cricket or, or some kind of insect. I remember when they're around the tree. Yeah, they're kind of getting a little closer to the house, and you see them just—it's like crawling on it, and it, and it just eats that off of its hand. And that kind of told me something yeah. too. Like, are they just you know want anything that moves, or that's not them? And that was in, that was a question he didn't technically answer until survival when they ate the fucking horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you, know, you see the alligator come in out of day. the building in the opening in day. Yeah, but then uh, that's, and, and it, it raised there. the question: Why didn't they eat that? Yeah. And you know, and it's funny that that one shot, that one shot. Raised the question, why didn't they eat that? Yeah. <clears throat> Which became a, a thing for all, all the other. Somebody else wanted to answer it. Well, Romero decided to answer it in his series, in his universe, in Survival, and they fucking ate the horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Fulci kind of touched on it in the movie Zombie. <clears throat> they came, uh, the, the shark zombie. I have not seen Zombie. Oh, man, you got to get on that. <laughs> Dude, no Z Nation, no Zombie? I'm going to make you a list. <laughs> Yeah, is it no, something? Serpent in the Rainbow, Zombie, oh, that, that and Dead up. Alive are the three notable ones that I know. Dead Alive is hilarious, and as far as uh, uh, Serpent in the Rainbow goes, I love how they approach it. They approach it from almost you, you believe it can happen—a realistic, scientific point of view. Uh, a man gets hired by—I don't I care if he works for him. If he gets, it's been a while since I've seen it. If he works for him or what? But uh, it's a big pharmaceutical company. 
saying, hey, there's this drug out there. It comes from a blowfish or whatever. Um, it's going to bring us millions and millions and millions. Something, I, And he's like, okay, I'll go get this. Like, you need to verify it, yada, yada, whatever. And he goes there. I can't even remember what country it is where voodoo is very, very prevalent. Uh, a lot of fighting going on. And it's his, basically his journey trying to find out what this zombie powder is. Is it real? Does it work? Yada, yada, yada. And it's... So it takes him down the road into yeah. like that native region and all that and stuff. And he, he just goes deeper and deeper. It even of... involves the government at one point. And the, <clears> and the guy's just awesome. like, yeah, he's just... Uh, everybody leaves the room. Those three are definitely on my list. Yeah, you've got to check those out. hit those sometime yeah. soon. Something that bothers me about... It, uh, Night Living Dead always has is the uh, the female lead in that how she's so oh, fucking annoying, so annoying. Yeah, that's in he both. He breaks versions. the mode mm-hmm. with hiring a black actor as his lead, but completely follows every stereotype. That the female <laughs> yeah, <lead>. he does <laughs> yeah. completely. Well, except from Dawn of the Dead, she started off that way. She almost started to remind me of Barbara. Mm-hmm. Well, she steps into her role. She says, "I want a gun. Don't leave me." Without exactly, a gun. and then all of a sudden, she just—I don't know if something just kicked in with her. Or if it's just in the script, I, don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know and what. Then Tom Savini's not living like, dead. She just sucks. Yeah, she does. <laughs> but then she's, she's like, she's I want to learn how to fly. She's over the top. She's Mila Jovovich in Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> she is. I want to learn how to fly. You're going to teach me how to shoot. Decisions made in the future are going to be made with me. I'm not your dead mother. Yeah. And I think that's when she stepped up to the plate that's, and broke that whole... Awesome. And I think that's home. that's Romero, I don't want to say correcting a mistake, but addressing... Yeah his evolution at the very least as, mm-hmm. as a writer exactly. and I, I think also an evolution of society you know I think he may have looked going. at his past film and said yeah you know I think I was a little too stereotype you know keep the woman in the kitchen kind of guy right. I, I, I gotta change that you know yeah. what I mean this is... it's also worth noting that uh, Night of the Living Dead wasn't written just by Romero so I don't know how much of that was him how much of it was um, you know the help true and so yeah. alright is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into our top five zombie movies of all time. Um, unless Josh has something to say, I'm good. Yeah, really check sure. out Z Nation. I really had a lot of fun oh, with God, that film. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into Amazing. our top five zombie movies of all time. Wayne, won't you kick us off? What is your number five? Do we want to establish what the parameters of oh, our list yeah, are? Oh, good call. We, yeah, good call. How did you yeah, make okay. your list, Wayne? Uh, like I said, my list, honestly, uh, if somebody has died and came back to life, to me that qualifies them as a zombie. And I, I really wish I would have narrowed it down a little more. Like that yeah. opens up your list. So yeah, I mean, it was just I, I, it took me hours to come up with this. And there's I've got a few honorable mentions. Let's save those afterwards. For the end. But yeah, okay, yeah, but it was just a bitch <laughs> coming up with this. And now that I think about, it, I wish I'd done what you guys have done and narrowed that down even more. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I did. I think the, it's so important to have your guidelines and your rules of how you make your personal list because that does whittle it down a little bit to make it yeah. easier for you. Because if you're like me, guys. I could lose sleep off this shit. Yeah, I wake up like fuck, man. That's I gotta fit that on my list. What's my number three? Gonna What's be? my number three? Holy shit! So this helps me form, you know, <laughs> with some it. rules. So how'd you make yours? Straight classic, no runner. Yeah. <clears throat> All classic five star uh, Rotten Tomato films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes had to give it a ninety nine. I don't. I don't know any other way to write movies. Than <laughs> Are you a Rotten Tomato fan? Uh, define fan. <laughs> Do you like it or not? <laughs> I read it. I take it for what it is. I think it's a good gauge, don't you? If I, if I gauge... get on there and I see it thirty percent, I know I'm going to probably be in for a rough ride. But at the same time, I mean, we had that Blair Witch conversation yep. on 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 Facebook, and <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that I don't think that movie is near as bad as what its Rotten yeah. Tomatoes rating says. Um, but 
That's my favorite post of 2017. Didn't Nathan get told to go fuck off? And that's what. <laughs> yeah, he got blocked and then told to fuck off. <laughs> that's that's what. So that was, way to go, video editors. <laughs> Why don't you let me get away with shit like that? I'll, I'll get a hold of you like, hey, Brad, can I do this? And you're like, no way, don't do this. <laughs> well, no, but, but he wants. I don't like. I love the the chit chat like that. He wanted to put naked pictures up on there. It was it was Return of the Living Dead, and it was like the artwork. I I posted it on my own wall, and it was just you know. Uh, almost like a very well done comic yeah. book artwork, and one of the pictures had Linnea Quigley during the game, yeah, which I love. But I've been I've had shit pulled down before because of nudity, you know, and that would just yeah. It's not like I just post, hey, hey, look, here's this guy's cock. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, attention, video landers. Well, that's probably if I give you an inch, she'll take a mile. <laughs> if I give you the tit, she'll show the dick. <laughs> I will show the can of green beans. <laughs> All right. So I went uh, straight classic, no runners. Okay, no runners. No infected. Okay, okay, no infected. Um, I I really whittled this down. Okay, <laughs> only I only gave myself one Romero fan, um, fan film. So what Romero film is gonna win this? Okay, so only one Romero movie, um, and I wanted to celebrate um, other zombie flicks, so I put Infected and Zombie on there as well. So that's how I made my list. Oh, my number five. Yep. Uh, Dead Alive. Okay. Why? It's fucking amazing. I mean, it's just, there's a, for one thing, I've never quite seen anything. I mean, just the original story of a, a monkey causing this. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got, you know, for a low budget, you know, old Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's the one with Dustin, film. Dustin Hoffman? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been, though. And just such great practical effects, uh, a unique storyline for the most part, and just two words, or kind of three words technically. Lawnmower scene. Yeah, yeah. That 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 alone is worth the price of admission. You know what my opening wa- almost was? My jib jab. My opening for tonight was almost. I kick ass for the Lord. Lord. I kick ass. Oh, or <laughs> your mother ain't my dog. Well, not all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's that, it's a great it's a great it's so much Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson, and that's I think nineteen ninety two. So it was only like the only good nineties. Yeah zombie movie that we got that's a movie where you get it you invite some friends over like man i got some pizza and some beer it's a lot let's of fun. watch Dead it's Alive. a lot of fun yeah it's one that i want to check out it's on my list you, you remember you never know watched the nope. oh wow you really gotta see that mm-hmm. nope never seen what's Dead the Alive. what do they say when they get bit Zingaya. Zingaya. he's the got bite. the bite I mean, Zingaya. yeah it's a lot of fun check it out <laughs> oh me yeah uh, oh, oh you buddy <laughs> my number five is day of the dead okay uh it's just Romero defines the genre for me and Day of the Dead is grit it's exploration of what the zombie means to him Uh, it's isolation and I I like the militaristic aspect of Rhodes and how he tries to control everybody and you got these two guys basically hanging out out in the caves in a fucking camper because they don't want to be a part of that shit but they're the only ones that can fly you just get good character dynamics, great uh, effects and, and, and makeup. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I just looked up um, Dead Alive and uh, $3 million budget, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But <laughs> that, awesome. he makes that money stretch. Oh, yeah. He makes it look like a $10 million budget movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, there's a lot going on in Dead Alive. A lot of great practical effects. Mm-hmm. And to see that you could do that with $3 million money of like, you know, 1992. Three million dollar money, but yeah. it's still a, a very low budget movie. He gets, he gets, he was hungry. He was yeah. fucking hungry. You're on something important too, that the money isn't what makes the film. 
because one of the greatest films, in my opinion, of all time is Jaws. Yeah. And they were running out of money because nothing was fucking working. So they did what they had to do. And they saw some empty barrels. And they made us put the image of the shark in our yeah. mind without putting it on the screen. Yeah. Didn't did the shark fuck scene. up most of the time or something? Pretty like much yeah. all the time. Yeah. 60% and, of the time. Yeah, and another thing to, to add to that is, like, you look at Halloween. Michael Myers, you know, one of the most iconic... <clears throat> you, you have to admit, though, you might not like it, Wayne, but it's, like, one of the most iconic images in horror. Yeah, it, iconic theme song, to be damn sure. Oh, right? yes. But something else, they didn't have a budget, so what do they do? They go find a William Shatner mask. Paint it white. And they paint <laughs> it white, you know? And to this day, it's one of the most iconic horror yeah, images, yeah, you know? So. Get creative, <laughs> you know. Let's get back to creative. You don't need a fucking, you know, three two hundred million dollar budget. Get creative, but um, you need the drive to do it. Yeah, you yeah. need the drive. You gotta be you hungry. Gotta be hungry. Yeah, yeah you gotta be hungry. Um, yeah, dead, uh, dead alive was my number five for the longest time. It just fell off. It's under my honorable mention, so it'd be my number six. Man, dead alive. Uh-huh. Check it out. It's awesome. Um, I went with Shaun of the Dead. Um, and a lot of people would probably have this higher on their list. It's my number five, okay? Um, so I don't love it as much as, as a lot of people do, but um, I definitely got to give it some respect. It, it pokes fun at zombie movie cliches, but at the same time, like how we were talking about how they honor, you know, Romero yeah. and what's come before it. There's Easter eggs all throughout, you know, Shaun of the Dead. It's fun. And this movie came out in 2004, so if Resident Evil and 28 Days Later... You know, um, they started the wave. Shaun of the Dead in 2004 cemented it. And it's a big part of, I think, zombie mania. You know, um, it's it's a, a cult movie that has come up from cult movies. and we, It showed them that there's different aspects of this genre that can be valid. Exactly. And then people started to explore it. Yeah, and for being a cult movie, how many cult movies do you know? Okay, we're all fans of cult movies here. We all have our personal oh, yeah. cult favorites. How many of those... I'm into the blockbuster stuff. (laughs) (laughs) How many cult films have risen from cult, okay, to fucking mainstream? You know, I think there's a lot going for Shaun of the Dead's fun. Edgar Wright, man, Simon Pegg. So it's it's some good stuff. That was my number five. My honorable mention uh, I wanted to throw out there too was Fido. Which does a lot of the same stuff. One yeah. of my honorable mentions is Fido too. It, it, it yeah, throws out all those zombie cliches in a funny, comical way. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's just really clever. It's yeah, a really so clever 50s. fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. and that, it, that atmosphere is what made it. Yeah, it was on my. It's my honorable mentions as well. I, I love Fido. So if you haven't watched Fido, a lot of people don't talk about Fido. No, you know, check great. it out. Look, yeah. uh, my number four. I'm Josh is going to disagree with this. Uh, Reanimator. Okay. Just because, I mean, the, the basis of the story, uh, it was written by H.P. Lovecraft, was written just slightly after the Victorian age. And so, I mean, this this predates, really, uh, even Romero's Night of the Living Dead. And, I mean, no, it's the, the movie is, you know, a lot different from the story, but the, still the basis. Of Stuart re- Gordon, he, he, yeah. he does his, uh, he does Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, lot. he does a lot. Oh, yeah, uh, Dagon and... Castle Freak. Yeah, those are great. <clears throat> um... Yeah, I mean, that's a great movie. Right? Yeah, and there's some great practical <clears throat> effects on that, too. And also, just because just of the scene where a man is holding his head and licking a woman's tit with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just, where do you see that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, it's just such a, like I said, I go for the fun movies. You yeah, know, it is me, fun, it is fun. They don't have to be top-notch acting. The anime is great. But, is. yeah, but, I mean, Jeffrey Combs is is great. Um, Barbara Crampton, I think it was the first movie. Yeah, I Barbara Crampton. I actually saw that. Barbara Crampton. I saw that <laughs> in Chicago. I went with another video lender, Brandon, 
And uh, we saw Reanimator, Castle Freak. Same Brandon that told Nathan to go fuck himself? Same one. Way to go, uh, video land. (laughs) But we saw them with, uh, they were sitting, Stuart Gordon and Barbara Crampton were up on the stage. They were doing a questionnaire with it after we walked. That was the first time I saw all three of those movies. And uh, it was one of the best times I've had watching movies in theater. Was uh, was was that, and that's when I saw Reanimator. So good pick. Thank you. And to me, that's, that's to me that's the most important aspect of a movie is is it fun to watch? Because no matter how good the directing, acting, effects is, yada yada yada, if I'm bored, fuck this movie. Yeah, so. right. That's why I like Resident Evil. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> What's your number four, buddy? <laughs> Resident Evil. Um, no, my number fuck four. This. I had uh, Return of the Living Dead. Okay. I had Return of the Living Dead at number four for a awesome lot of the reasons that we awesome we, book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of the reasons we talk. It, it is it is the digression from the Romero style flick, mm-hmm. and it created that secondary type of um, of zombie movie that I don't know. It gave gave it a freshness to the to the genre. I think. Well, they even because, kind of uh, dr- uh, mentioned uh, Romero's. Movie well, they directly uh, reference. Yeah. They say Night of the Living Dead. Well, that really happened. Yeah, and we have some of the barrels with the zombies. In. Well, you but, heard about that, right? Like Night of the Living Dead was, um, you know, Romero and uh, what's his name? It's actually in my notes because it's on my list. But um, John Russo. So John Russo and Romero did Night of the Living Dead. Okay, so John Russo went off to make Return of the Living Dead. That's why it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a yeah. sequel to that. Okay, but they got kind of messed up in court. Who could do what? Well, what happened was. When Night of the Living Dead was released, it was originally called Night of the Flesh Eaters, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. And when they changed the title card, they forgot to put the copyright back in. Yeah. And that's why there's so many companies releasing yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Well, not only that, but it also meant that these guys just released a successful movie that has a lot of power and a lot of push in, in, in film, and they have no rights to it. Which means anybody out there can do whatever they fucking want with zombie movies. And these guys both essentially had the rights to um, do what they wanted, go the direction that they wanted to. And they couldn't agree on on stuff after that happened. Uh, And that's where the court thing came in. And they just went different ways. Yeah, what's awesome too is like the movie that we got, Return of the Living Dead. Um, Who directed Return of the Living Dead? Is that Dan, or at least produced Dan O'Bannon? Is that who did it? Alien, right? So when he came in, he took Russo's script said, fuck all this, and did his own <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. So that's yeah. not even his original vision, but he got you know, God, he got he some money that. for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was supposed to be a sequel to that, which is, is pretty cool. But I actually read an interesting article about, um, about that copyright dispute being the reason that we have so many zombie everythings yeah. out there. Because people can basically use Night of the Living Dead. <clears throat> that version of the zombie that they created is anybody's to use. Yeah, they they can do whatever they want with it, which typically in copyright situations they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, yeah uh, so it's provided a lot of freedom for these other different takes, not directly tied yeah. specifically to Night of the Living Dead to, to Return of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Just in general, if anybody wants to make a zombie movie and they want to make it just like Romero's zombie, they can because yeah. they have Night of the Living Dead that they can pull from. And that is out there in the ether, and anybody can use yeah. anything they want. Over. And Return of the Living Dead is so powerful for me that. You know, I get used to rules, my rules that I like in my movies, right? 
and it totally went against all the zombie rules that I knew of, and I still yeah. walk away loving like zombies talk. They run, they walk, <laughs> they, they do whatever the fuck they want to do they in do, this movie. They do the Gumby stands, they talk. <laughs> they, they, send more yeah. paramedics. I mean, you got all kinds of shit going on, man. But I'm send like, send more cops. Yeah, send more cops. <laughs> they don't die when you shoot them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. There's all kinds of. No, shit. you gotta hit the brain. I did hit the brain. <laughs> yeah. There's so much fun stuff going on. It's just a great, great fun movie. That's your number four. That's my number four. Awesome, fake. All right, mine is. I hope you guys will honor this. It's a tie. I won't. I don't fuck ties. No, no. Go fuck it, can I explain it first? <laughs> no. I'm gonna explain it. No, because I'm keeping it. <laughs> but it's rec one and two. I, just because they it leaves off right after. It's I haven't a, seen it. Cop out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't watched Rec One um, or Two, it's 2007 and 2009 Spanish film. Um, a television reporter and a cameraman follows emergency workers into an apartment building and are quickly locked inside with the tenants who become infected zombies. Uh, yeah, you know, but um, kind of. Rec Two starts off immediately yeah. after Rec One. What's and is really, as good as the first one? Maybe better. Okay. Yeah. Here's the best way to explain it, and I, I can't wait for you to watch these. God, yeah, you've got to get on that. It one. is Alien and Aliens. Okay, this first one is a cameraman and a reporter. No weapons. Yeah. Okay, Wreck 2, immediately afterward, you okay, got... is the SWAT team coming in with guns. It is it Alien is. and Aliens. It's exactly, it's exactly it like that. And it's so fucking badass. And That's it's, a perfect How many analogy. of those are they made now? Um, Four. Yeah, Wreck 3 and then Wreck 3. Wreck 3, yeah, Wreck 3, they tried to make a goddamn comedy out of it. Yeah, and I don't know the, all and the facts. And they fucked up bad. Everybody bitched about it. So they were like, oh shit, we gotta fix that real quick. And so they hurried up and put out Wreck 4, which wasn't comedy yeah. anymore, but was just And, and don't quote me on, on this, but I, I believe how it goes is Wreck 1 and Wreck 2 were two guys that directed both of them. And then they both wanted to do different yeah. things. So Rec 3 and Rec 4, they kind of split up and they both directed their own solo movie. So it kind of went south when they weren't together, you know, is how I understand it. Pretty but much, Rec yeah. 1 and Rec 2, great Brilliant. movies. It's Alien and Aliens with Zombies. Oh, it's check those out. So that's my number four. Uh, my number three, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Right on. For all reasons. <laughs> Let's talk about it some more. <laughs> I'm good with that. I could, I could talk about it all fucking day long. It is sucked. This year, actually, last year, uh, we lost. Um, uh, Don Calfa. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. God, 2016 was a bitch, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know who Don Calfa is, right? Mm. Yeah, that sucks, man. He was always fun. Mm. I actually got him to sign my Return of the Living Dead poster, so lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Don. You just upped the value of my poster. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, he was awesome, though. He was he was really cool. He was uh, yeah, he was neat. So yeah, I've loved that movie for as long as I can remember. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, and Linnea quickly getting it. I mean. God damn, dude! Who, that was my. Who first... did not wear that part of their tape out? I don't. I can't remember my. I can't remember my first boner, but I'm sure it was in Return of the Living Dead. I remember following falling in love for uh, Linnea Quigley. She she was gorgeous. At least for a couple of minutes. Yeah, that, that's yeah. That song that you were singing in the car on the way here. Yeah, yeah. I told Brad, I was like, you know, it's too bad we can't use a song lyric, and instead of a line, he said, "What do you mean?" I said. My uh, uh, jib jab would be uh, tonight. We make love until we die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he when he just said that, I was like, "Well, well, what's that from?" But then he started like, "I'm like, oh, he didn't even have to finish." He said, "He's like, yeah. Tonight. I'm like, tonight. Yeah, so he just got into it. Make love till we die." Well, it's die. hard to focus on the song when she's shaking everything. Oh my like, god! But no, I didn't. You just had to start off like that that first chord. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's fucking to a living dead man." But yeah, she gets naked. You lecherous bastards. I fast forward through it. <laughs> <laughs> I rewinded a few times. <laughs> Dude, she was so sexy on that. Oh, god, oh my yeah. god, she was so hot. That was uh, 
that was a big time for me as a, as a teenager watching that, movie. <laughs> that yeah. you know what um watching it now i find it humorous and and, and all kind it, yeah. it's it's all kinds of things to me but that was the first movie that i can remember that freaked the fuck out of me when i was a teenager i remember just being like because one you had a, a nuclear explosion at the end you, mm-hmm. you had to deal with zombies everything that i was scared of as a kid nuclear war and fucking <laughs> and and fucking zombies and and just everything i was scared to death for for years after watching return of the living dead it's the child. first movie i can remember that made me feel a little uncomfortable because usually these movies no problem they all have a happy ending and shit that was the first movie i can remember watching where it had Everybody died. Uh-huh. It was a sad ending. These people got, they survived everything to get blown up. Yeah. You know, oh my God, that can't be anything. There's no fucking way. Yeah. I remember just feeling so uncomfortable with that. And those two yeah. actors, you know, like to act. Which two? Like you're going oh, into, awesome. well, yeah, well, you'll, you'll know after I say this, going into Rigor Mortis. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I watched yeah. They nailed it. They, they nailed, nailed it. it. I watched it to this perfect. day and I'm like, holy shit, they... They were 100% they really into their role. loved their role. They That's were hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like watching this. I'm like, holy shit. When they were shit, setting man. them down, they're like, ah, just screaming. Oh, yeah, no. And he's doing this. He's talking like this. Yeah. It's just like, damn, that's good. That's good. What's yours, Josh? Number three, uh, Night of the Living Dead. <clears throat> I think that, I mean, it started it all. <clears throat> I think that it's solid. The, the the shot, the girl, when she dies in the basement and, and she's climbing up the stairs yeah. is beautiful. That uh, is a creepy shot. The, the confined location, the farmhouse, which is now iconic to the entire genre. Uh, the barbecue scene that takes place out at the gas pump. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's... It's where it started. It's, it's where it started. And I can't give it enough credit for that. But I got two movies ahead of it on my list because... I would rather watch the two movies that are ahead of it more than that one. Yeah. But I have to give it the credit that I feel like it deserves for a lot of the commentary reasons that we mentioned earlier. Um, casting a black lead. I mean, it, it, yeah. it really... Broke a lot of molds. <laughs> it, it, it did. It broke a lot of molds. It completely redefined a genre. And I think it was well done. It, it You may have problems with the female lead, but I, I think that she... when you When you watch a movie where you have that type of character, that type of person does exist out in the world. Yeah, that's what and I have to tell myself. that's my... just the one that he yeah. wrote. That's what I tell myself every time I watch it, too, because, I mean, all in all, I might have a problem with her, but that's still a great pick. Like I said, it has one of the ballsiest endings ever put on screen, you know, yeah. so there's a lot going for Night of Living Dead, for sure. So, yeah, that's my number three. All right. Yeah, my number three is uh, 28 Days. Um, 28 Days is... Uh, Infected about zombies. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it, put, it put zombie infected back on the map after a long hiatus. We talked about that, you know, uh, quite a bit. How there was nothing since, I think, 1992's Dead Alive or, you know, uh, 1994 Cemetery Man. There was nothing for a long yeah. time until, until this and Resident Evil came around. And not just that. I mean, it's the way this movie looks. Like, it looks real. Like, shit's really going on. Um, I said earlier how much I love Walking Dead. You know, the comics. The comics, I think, are perfection. Rick wakes up, and he leaves the hospital and goes out into the fucking zombie apocalypse. That's how 28 Days... That first episode of Frank Darabont is just... It's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how 28 Days starts, 2002, yep. way before Walking Dead was even a comic, you know? Um, I love the way this movie looks, and it's the small details, like you were talking earlier, where I think that's Brendan Gleeson, isn't it? The yes. Act, yeah. yes. So Brendan Gleeson, he's on the rooftop, and he's catching water, mm-hmm. and he's got the riot gear, and he's got cars blocking the stairs, and that's 
all the way throughout that movie. That go ahead and take a piss. Danny We're gonna talk Boyle. about. Danny <laughs> I have you guys go for it. I'm that ready to is Danny myself. Boyle uh, in a nutshell. He researches oh. the fuck out of everything that he works. This on is Danny Boyle in a nutshell. Good <laughs> 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 uh, But you get that kind of stuff. I mean, where he, even when he's in the grocery store and he leans over and he says, "Mmm, irradiated." Yeah. You know, like just covering the types of things <laughs> that people don't think about in the survival situation in a post-apocalyptic, yeah. you know, uh, pandemic. Yeah. <clears throat> You don't think about that. You walk into the grocery store, and there's certain foods that are not going to be good. A lot of what you're looking for is going to be not at your disposal. Yeah. Um, you know, it just and they did that in a fun <laughs> way when they go through the grocery store and they're they're shopping and all that stuff. Yeah. The movie's got a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and something that again it broke my rule where I like slow zombies. You know, and they gave me you know fast infected, yeah. mm-hmm. which you know usually I wouldn't. But they justified with. it because yeah, they, they're not. Zombies. Yeah, and it's the only about the only movie I can watch with fast moving creatures here, right? Or or these people that are infected or zombie, or however you want to call them. That I'm like, okay, I'll go with this, you know. And then it, something else too is the humanity is always darker than the zombies. Yeah. I love that. I think that's one of the the, the most it important things. That. Yeah, it, it totally embraces it was, that with the uh, military, and that was established by Romero's series, exactly. And and they embraced it, and I think that that's accurate. Walking Dead embraced it. I don't think they've portrayed it well. Yeah, but, you know that that's a that's a, a an aspect of the zombie genre that's important to me. And if I had included Infected on my list, Twenty Eight Days would have absolutely been on. Yeah, and Twenty Eight Days Later is really good too. But what do you think? Let's uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah, that has a happy ending for me because if you have hetero, heterochromia, <laughs> you're good. Y- you're you're immune. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a win for me. Yeah. I just got to avoid all the fucking crazy rage people out on the streets. <laughs> let's let's play a game here. Let's. What do you think? His number is it number two already? What's his number two? You know him better than I do, but <clears throat> is it gonna be a Romero? He hasn't had a Romero film yet, has he? I'm gonna say. Here he has. He has returned. I know what his number one is. Reanimator, Dead Alive. Because I'd imagine his number one is the same as mine. Probably the same as mine. So, I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that he's going to go with Day of the Dead. Or is he going to surprise us with something old school like Zombie? Probably. Think so? Yeah. I bet you. I think that's the likely choice. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if he's going to go with a Fulci. Yeah. He must have had to piss. It won't be Zombie Land. I hope it's Zombieland. It probably won't be Zombieland. Zombieland has not gotten enough credit in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you like Zombieland? Yeah, of course like, I like, do. like how much? I like all kinds of shit movies. <laughs> I've always got pissed. Zombieland's great. Zombieland is, it, 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 again, it's an example of it is what it is. Uh-huh. It doesn't try to take itself seriously. It has fun. Uh, it's... I always got pissed at the end where they all run. You have the, the zombie apocalypse on your ass and you're going to run to... Uh, like what's that? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> sky shot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but what? you knew what you were getting into. It's <laughs> like I'm, every time they run to that sky shot that's gonna take you up and down during the zombie. Those zombies are not gonna move. They're gonna stay there until that yeah. mach- until they eat you or that machine's dead or until they die. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, fucking retarded. So stupid. Anyway, we tried to make bets on what your number um, two was gonna be. Day of the Dead. Oh, <laughs> I oh, I said no it. shit. Yeah, that's good. That movie, uh, to this day, I get so uneasy and creeped out. Uh-huh. You know, because I, f- I feel like I'm trapped in that bunker with them. They're not only fearing the zombie, they're, they're fearing the military. They're fe- feeling, uh, fearing the loneliness that they are the only human beings left on the planet. Uh-huh. It's just it's just such a scary movie. As far as horror goes, 
I put it above Dawn of the Dead. Because uh-huh. that just happens to be more of an action movie to me. But that to this day, I still get creepy and uneasy watching that movie. And that was really when the uh, special effects makeup went oh, yeah. real fucking gritty. And that oh, yeah, guy yeah. in the beginning with the jaw missing and the tongue hanging yeah, down. Yeah, that was wonderful. Beautiful. Stuff. It's great. And that's when that's the title card uh, shot, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. Turns it, and it says Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead, that whole opening scene is just wonderful. Yeah, they it land. Is. It's a ghost town. Alligator comes out of the door. It pans across that hanging newspaper that says The Dead Walk. Yeah. And The Dead Walk is a key phrase in the entire zombie subculture mm-hmm. comes out of that movie. And they, they, they did that in Resident Evil 1. Um, no, they, they did not. They did. <laughs> they did. The and it, you lost. In the, end of it, <laughs> in the end of it, it says the dead walk on the newspaper, and that was a throwback to Romero uh, from Day of the Dead. And it just shows the roots of it, that, you know, um, the importance of it. And I agree with you, that tunnel. When they get thrown on the other side of that wall, oh, God, yeah. and they're back there, and they have to, like, I mean, it looks like they're just running into a corner and going, "Where's the camera?" Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of claustrophobia that comes out. Wait, of that and and they're, they're not soldiers you can't either. See. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're they're pilots and scientists. They're not survivors. And that <laughs> there, there's a quote in that movie that I wanted so bad to make the jib jab in the beginning was uh, when he, he he tells her that's the problem with the world, Sarah Darling. Everybody's got different ideas about what they want out of life. Yeah, that's good. That is so good. And the jib job I wanted you was, uh, I'm running this monkey farm now. Do you have anything to eat? <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's a movie that gets better, I think, with every viewing, too. Day of the Dead. Um, you know, when I was designing this man cave, I wanted for the longest time the, the, uh, the African dude... Um, I want you know how he had like the uh, the beach set up in the oh, background. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted that uh, like Welcome a huge paradise. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> I wanted a huge paradise like just beach and sand and palm trees on the entire wall when you walked out here. You know, I thought and that was actually inspired by. See, I would have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. All right. well, I love his and setup. You know, those his guys rated so cool. all those vehicles out there to get oh, all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they they really made a set out of. It just it, he's not still in green beans. He's still in paradise. Yeah, it's <laughs> <and so laughs> chairs and that's mine, man. <laughs> oh yeah. But they did what they did in Dawn of the Dead. They they made a home and a, yeah. And a, a, they did know. what humans yeah. do, which is make the best out of yeah. a bleak situation. And those guys were evidence of that. Whereas the military were the ones that were cracking. Yeah, you know, and Bub is one of the most iconic zombies of oh, all time. Yeah, Bub's the one that didn't take the zombie that remembers that it was human. Yeah. Far. And he was he was trained every day too, not just oh right. hey I'm suddenly fucking intelligent. It was now. a system of tests. Yeah, exactly. And and, and conditionings. To, yeah, and he pulled that gun in the end, shoots oh, Rhodes. God, yeah. And he's yeah, screaming, "I'm choke on him, yeah. choke on him." He's fuck you. You know, next zombie conversation we have, we have to do top five zombies. I think that'd be a fun conversation. Out of all the zombies that have ever been on screen. <sighs> Cause there's some great ones, yeah, man. Like the yeah, Hare Krishna are. from like Dawn of the oh, Dead. Oh God, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. badass. And like for and not he's eye catching, <laughs> and not for not liking Walking Dead. Like I will stick by this. Like I agree with you, ninety percent. There are some fucking phenomenal, you know, like yeah. zombies. There's yeah, are. Yeah. They look amazing. I'll yeah. definitely give. There's some that. very iconic ones, man. But the uh, the bicycle zombie in the beginning of Walking Dead uh, is extraordinary. <laughs> the, the one with no legs, the, the oh yeah, 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 it's all dried out, and she's reaching yeah. for him. That I mean, 
I don't like The Walking Dead, but the, the Frank Darabont stuff yeah. that, that he did in that first season and was that amazing. opening episode specifically yeah. was fantastic. Well, hell, Return of the Living Dead when they bring Tar that... Tar Man. <laughs> tar, yeah, Tar Man. Yeah, exactly. Tar Return of the Living Dead man. when they bring that lady through the window and they put her on the slab to try to say, like, what's going on here? They're, yeah. they're questioning her, you know? And she's like, That thing is so fucking or, cool. Or, or Why do you eat? It, it, hurts. it hurts to be dead. You know, I always felt creepy because I was like, I would still fuck her. <laughs> that is creepy. All right, so... My... <laughs> All right, up next. <laughs> he had a rough childhood, Josh. <laughs> it was fun, though. <laughs> My number two is uh, one. I will only add two things to this conversation. It's Return of the Living Dead. Oh, oh, oh. Did I say my number two? Didn't you? We're on three, aren't we? No. Oh, I just two. said I said two was daily. You skipped Josh. You did skipped I? Me. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Well, you, let me just say you. mine real quick. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you. <laughs> Fuck your number I'll say mine. We're going back to you. My number two is Return of the Living Dead. There's not much to add to it. I do want to say that none of us had added that it's a great punk soundtrack. Oh, fuck, yeah. The you, soundtrack is Grave amazing. Grave 45, The Cramps. Oh, man. I mean, there's some great and, stuff And, on and it helps the characters along, too. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking line. <laughs> Fuckers don't get me. This is a costume. It's the way of life. It's the way of life, yeah. <laughs> and I think not even only is it a, a essential 80s horror film, but I think it's an like an essential punk film. Yeah, it is. You know, for it that is. for that culture, you know. Um, there's so much going for that movie. I absolutely love it. I think it's essential viewing. That's um, a goddamn practic- Pantheon movie right there. <laughs> I, I do. I've almost nominated. I, I don't think it would make it. I don't think a lot of people would say yes, but yeah. I think if they break down... The, the culture of that movie, the soundtrack, the practical effects, and not being your typical zombie movie. And movie uh, of the times. I mean. A movie of its times. Like I think it's it has a lot going for it. I think it has a... I don't know. It could have a chance. It just depends on... I don't know. It's a fucking coin toss. It is. It is with that. I, I would. I honestly think... It, I've seen it a million times. I think I would. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, what's your number two, Josh? Sorry number about that. Two, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. All right. And for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, I think that it's it's just a fantastic movie, beginning to end. It's it, it's got all the right moves, uh, the right throwbacks. It's clever as fuck. I can still watch it and catch things. <clears throat> I can't say enough good things about Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, you know what's interesting too, like um, with Shaun of the Dead, it's not just because it's like a a spoof of Dawn. Because they've done one of the it's dead. It's a spoof of the genre. Yeah, it, that, and that's what's important. Because you have movies like One of the Dead. Um, you have um, Dawn of the Deaf. <laughs> okay, if you like, there's a bunch Donna of Donna of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds, of, and those aren't very good movies. Okay, but this one, it knows its genre, and I think that's what's so important about Sean. So. What's your number one? Shocker. My, not only my number one. Oh, should we all say this at the same time? Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn Who of the didn't dead. put Dawn of the oh Dead my God. number one? You know what? If this isn't Pantheon, I don't know what is. We no did, shit. We did, oh, yeah, without Kyle. With then, Kyle, mm-hmm. we did our top ten. No, sequels. top five. Top five horror sequels of all time. All three of us. Dawn, Dawn of the, the dead. dead. Okay, all of us at this table today. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead for our favorite zombie movie. If that's not fucking Pantheon, no shit. I don't know what is. If you I mean, this on... is not only my favorite zombie movie; it's just my favorite movie ever fucking made. It's in my no top five. What, it's terrific. It's, it's in my top five of movies of all time. I will never get tired of watching this movie. I, I just, it, I can't like I can't say enough good things about it. It is flawless. Yeah, everything, and it's just so much fun. It's yeah. You know, they're having fun. You feel like you're having fun with them. Uh, when someone dies, you feel... I mean, I, I don't You get to much. know the characters. Exactly. And that's something that... It's a character this, study, Movies man, in this great. genre neglect. Oh, yeah. There's no character development. It's some, they're trying to treat it like a Friday the 13th movie where, you know, they show their tits get killed in the story. Yeah. 
you know, and this, there, there is, and again, uh, uh, surrounding yeah. development. I feel like I would know that mall. Yeah. You you could blindfold me, put me here, and be like, Wayne, where's the gun shop? Oh, it's up there and, and to the right. Yeah. And, and you see how they progress. You know, it shows it a little slowly, but not too fast, yeah. and and how they've come bonded to each other, and it, it's just perfect in every way. It's yeah. a great way to do a zombie flick. Yeah. And, and it, it was done, you know, early on in, in the, uh, the genre. It's, it's essentially the second movie that has any real importance, and it was done by the same guy that established it. Exactly. So he knew the evolution that he wanted it to go through. Oh, and, and the it music was to it too. Fully realized. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. Goblin, 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 sound, yeah, great. Goblin score is amazing. You know, if that's not Pantheon, when you have Goblin score, okay, African American lead. All right, you have yeah, that's another the, kind of the location in nineteen seventy eight. Okay, yeah. um, you have the location. The, the character says, what just the practical effects. I mean, I don't know what else you want from a fucking horror movie. You know, I think it's I think it's great. I, it's, and it, and it kind of showed how things got a little started. People were panicky. And even that one, uh, he's like, well, we, we got an you idea that we can make it to an island. He's like, what, what island? island? Any, Any island. island. Any island. Yeah. We just want the fuck out of here. Everybody's scattered. And then it shows them in their own world for a little bit. And then you kind of get an idea of what's happened to the world while we're in there from the Marauders. Uh, and but it's else. worth mentioning that that opening is is, is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Using the media, the the conversation in the background of people who want to act like they know what's going on, what they need to do, and you've, the, the 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 conversation that's taking place back there is if you really sit down and listen yeah. to all of it because you can't catch it all like the because it goes really fast. Everybody too, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, and. and but if you turn on the subtitles, even you'll catch things in the background that. when yeah. other scenes are going on that really? just continued, yeah, to add to that conversation. There's so much going on in the beginning of that when it's still society before all that fades yeah. away, and these people learn to make a yeah. home for themselves, and you know try and forget all the bad shits going on outside. Yeah. Even in the apartment yeah. complex at the beginning of that movie, where it's setting up, yeah, and then Rogers Roger, getting yeah. disturbed by all the violence that's going on there. Yeah, yeah even that other guy's totally going crazy, like, fucking kicking doors down. Yeah. He's racist as fuck, just wanting to blow everybody yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it shows so many different aspects of. Humans, yeah, uh, different of, of types power. of humans, yeah. whether good or bad, reacting to the same situation, like like the racist guy just losing his fucking yeah. mind and shooting everybody. That creepy. and then you've got this nice, decent guy who's just like saddened by what he sees, and then you've got Peter who's just hardened by it. Yeah, you know yeah. what just I mean. It's it's doing what he needs to do. Mm, I'm gonna get by, and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. And how about that creepy fucking priest? I love it. Oh God, <laughs> I love on the crutch. That is, and that's yeah. why that that's why that was my my jib jab. There's two lines in that movie uh-huh. that, I mean, well, there's three, uh, but two that are iconic to me, and that is. When there's no more room in hell, the dead that walk, walk the earth. earth. Yeah, is fucking. I mean, it's the best quote. <laughs> yeah. It's the best quote. But one of my favorites is that line where he says, "When the dead walk, you must stop the killing uh-huh. or lose the war." It's fucking yeah, awesome. awesome. And that whole scene was kind of cre- like when they were down in the basement and they, they had like a, almost like zombies in a kennel. Almost, they were just slowly eating each other. Yeah, or, well, and he know? says that's what he says. But right before he says, like, "When the dead walk, uh, <laughs> stop the killing and lose," he says, "Many have died. You'll find them in the basement of this building. Yeah. I've given them their last rites. Do what you will." You know, like that's him saying, "I, I'm casting off my responsibilities in this. Mm-hmm. I, I've done what I need to do. Now, please, sir, let me pass." You yeah. know, it's just 
There's so much yeah. to that movie that's so amazing. It's so deep. I love too. how they really build is. a they they expect something to come and they build a fort. Yeah, he was saying because eventually they're going to get here. Yeah. yeah, so well thought out. It's so well thought out. Even even yeah. when they're trying to cause a um, it fits diversion. Their characters. They could have lived in one of the stores. Yeah, but they didn't. They, they built transported a fucking this fort. stuff and they built a house. Yeah. behind a false they wall. They're, they're like a family that. living together. Really, yeah. I mean, it's, and then when they're they're creating that diversion, right? Where they're going upstairs and they're oh, banging yeah, on the yeah. windows to get everybody to go up and down, or to, to to make sure the zombies are all spread out, so then they can mm-hmm. do the thing. One flaw in that intelligence. Huh. You're asking. I don't want to know about. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> One flaw in that intelligence. <laughs> Why'd they throw all the bodies in with the food? <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank nice. you. Because I was thinking, I'm like, I would do that. I would do that. I would. Do- Oh, Whoa, man, I, I ain't having no corpses next to my burgers, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the only flaw yeah. like, you know I, mean? I would have in, in the intelligence of their operation. I would have locked them in one store that we didn't need. Say, like, you know, I mean, you've got your grocery store, you got this, you got uh, that. How about that fucking fashion boutique? <laughs> Let's yeah. stash well, the corpses in there. I, I would imagine the there's fence. more than one walk-in freezer. The thing is that yeah, when true. they take them in there, I mean, empty all the food into the other one. Yeah. And yeah. use this one for zombie cold storage. <laughs> Let's put the but corpse next to the cherry. With the food, yeah. And that, that was, that's the only flaw that I see in the whole movie. The one thing, there is a part where they turn all the power off, and uh, some of the escalators are still moving. You have to be quick to catch it. <laughs> Different circuits. <laughs> Good, all right, guys. I like that. that was our top five zombie movies of all time. Honorable mentions? Uh, just want me to read them off real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, number five would be Serpent in the Rainbow, just because of the, the real reality view they took towards that. Uh, number four, 28 Days Later. Uh, number three, Cemetery Man, which isn't really zombie, zombie. I mean, it's not mainly about zombie movies. There just happens to be a few zombies in it. Uh, stupidly out of print. So if you can find it, grab it. It's it's worth one watch. Uh, Fido and number one, which God, I wanted to put on that number five list so bad, is Zombie. It's basically the Italian version of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I was surprised there wasn't Fulci on your list. No. Oh, I, I wanted to. I, I I got City of the Living Dead. I kind of questioned in the Beyond. Yeah. But this, from what I understand, uh, uh, Fulci had worked with uh, uh, Romero before on Dawn of the Dead and stuff, and uh, Romero basically told him, as long as you don't call this fucking thing Dawn of the Dead 2, uh-huh. I don't care what you do with it. And that's what he went and did. And there's some scenes in that movie to this day that just get to me. Is uh, it the shark versus the zombie? The shark, well, that's just cool. <laughs> that's cool. And the eye-piercing scene uh-huh. is just... What is uh, it with Lucio Fulci and, and fucking eyes. with eyes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did uh, City of the Living... Oh, uh, and then the Beyond... In the Beyond. got scooped out. Gets, yeah. Now, see the living dead when people were getting their brains squished through the back of their skulls. That's what always got me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Honorable mentions? Uh, Fido was my yeah. honorable mention, yeah. Um, I don't know. Beyond that, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Every time I start to like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have three, and it's Dead Alive. And then Fido was one, and then Reanimator. So those are my... Well, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd throw Reanimator in 28 Days in there, uh, if I hadn't already covered that. Those are terrific, terrific movies. They didn't fall under my definition of, of zombie flicks, but definitely top-notch. Yeah, see, I should have closed my definition a little more, I really think, but well, I couldn't help it. I hope that that list shows that I watch these for fun, and I watch these for quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that go. <laughs> All right, Wayne, where can they find you? 
<laughs> Anywhere. The I'm link, on Instagram, the Facebook. Lincoln Lodge. <laughs> you can find me in your mom's closet. <laughs> Watching my mom and dad have sex. That's gross. <laughs> Where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Bind Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me stealing your green beans. <laughs> All right, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. You can find us on the uh, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, we're all over the place. Did you guys, did you see, I know you did, did you see the new um, episode picture we have, or an episode picture, the new uh, picture we have for Facebook with a guy walking past the DeLorean it says Adventures in Video Land. You like that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. We reached out to a guy named Tony Skior from uh, Ukraine. And was like, hey, can we do this? And do we you... think he said yes. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he said yes. He got back with me. He said yes. Go ahead and use it. So that's pretty neat. I, I, that's badass. So that's become our, our new thing. And it's an original piece of artwork from an artist in Ukraine, which is pretty badass. So I love that. Um, and I hate doing this every year, but it's part of it. Um, every January and February, um, I have to reach out and ask for help. Uh, with the website, keeping SoundCloud and um, um, our website running. So if anybody out there, we do have a PayPal now on our website. So um, if anybody wants to um, to donate, every $10, $20, $30, adds up. I have to raise $350. Uh, right now we're about at $120. Um, it costs $220 for our website, but this time we'll actually have an email which is going to be awesome. Our own email. So when I reach out to like, you know, special guests and stuff like that, it makes us look even more legit. So that's pretty badass. Um, and this time around with um, the website, we get unlimited pages for 220 for this next year. Um, so it's just one of those things that sucks every year when you reach out and you're like, Hey, yeah. we need help. So oh, I don't yeah. have to carry the burden myself. Um, so if you have money and you're listening this far, go to PayPal or stop by my house and hand me a Fucking fistful of cash. That'd be great. <laughs> fistful, so, of <laughs> fistful of dollars. Um, other than that, guys, you can find us um, all over the place. Look for us and you will find us. Um, let's talk about movies. Peace out. You're not going to say peace out, guys? What the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>